shotglassdigital.com. Geek Out Loud is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash geekout. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player of your choice. Audibletrial.com slash geekout. Help us out, guys. Come on. Come on, help us out. On this episode of Geek Out Loud, the Goliverse reads Ready Player One by Ernest Klein, and we are stoked to the gills for all the pop culture, video game, TV, movies, music references in there. This is your safe place to geek out, the Geek Out Loud Podcast. Again, everyone, welcome to Geek Out Loud, your safe place to geek out on the internet. This is a very special Goliverse Reads episode, as the Goliverse reads Ready Player One. And to help us do that, we got to bring him in. With theme music is provided by, from the high desert, Wendy Cooper. Uh, let's bring in our good friend, Bald-Headed Rod. <laughs> Bald-headed Rod. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's that is funny. Thanks to Wendy Cooper for that little piece oh. of. Uh... And you told me it was Dylan. I didn't tell you it was Dylan. I never said it was Dylan. I said Dylan, and you said yeah. No, I did not. I said nope, not Dylan. Oh, well, no. maybe I wasn't paying attention. You weren't. So, welcome back, sir. Goliverse reads the father of the Goliverse book club. Uh, how, how's it going? Oh, not too bad. I, I was putting in the chat earlier, I'm not painting this week because the painter boss is on vacation. I feel like I'm on vacation. That's what I'm talking about. When my boss went on vacation a couple of weeks ago, I was on vacation unpaid and did not like it. Well, It has basically ruined my life. Well, unfortunately, uh, the wife has got a honey-do list that doesn't seem to get shorter. That's right. So, That's yeah. right. I, I want to do something just really quickly, Rod, completely off book and off topic. Uh, my co-host from Disney Vault Talk is hanging out in the chat, and I just want to say um, how it's going, Teresa. So, and if uh, if you want to check out Teresa and I, not only on Disney Vault Talk, we are hosting the most recent episodes of the Star Wars Report. I believe it's episode Mylanta. Uh, the most recent episode uh, was episode one fifty nine or one seventy nine, I believe, something to that effect. I need to double check here. I'm sorry. 176. I was way off. 
Samsonite. <laughs> I was way off. Um, 176, and then we'll be doing 177 as well. So check out that at the Star Wars Report, StarWarsReport.com. Teresa and myself uh, having a good time taking over for Riley, Bethany, Mark Herleman, and the gang over at the Star Wars Report, StarWarsReport.com. Also, want to say thanks to everyone who's been doing your shopping at Amazon.com by first going to either GeekOutOnline.com or geekoutpodcast.com when you go to those websites and use the amazon link at the top of the page it takes you over to amazon and the shopping you do from there helps us out we get a little referral fee kind of thing from the good people at amazon we appreciate you guys uh shopping through that link to help us out helps us out in a big bad way also uh for those of you who support us directly at patreon.com slash geek out loud like bald-headed rod we say thank you so much for your support. Our featured supporter for this episode is Kay Lunkenheimer, the mistress of time and space, Rod. She can bend space-time around her and warp to wherever she wants at a moment's notice. And time is never an issue for someone who can literally sift through the wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey mass in the blink of an eye. That's Kay Lunkenheimer, our featured supporter for this Goloverse Reads episode my, my question is, would Kay still have trouble getting somewhere on time? Would she be ready on time? That's the point. Time is never an issue. Well, you would think, but... Mm. Now, come on. Let's not get misogynistic right here out of the gate, Rob. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I mean... I'll, I'll, I'll bring it back a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I'm just I'm <laughs> just saying, don't live up to your, don't live up to your theme song. Oh... <laughs> <laughs> uh. That is fantastic. I knew you were trouble when you walked through. Nah, how long has Wendy had that planned? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> oh, well, let me see. When did she send this to me? Uh, the 15th of July. Today is the, the 21st, so about six or seven days. Yeah. <clears throat> I was glad to see Wendy made it in from uh, her birthday celebration last night. Yeah. I wasn't sure she'd be with us tonight. That's right. Well, she made it, and we are so, so glad she did. Um, now, Rod. Steve. Do we want to start out with emails and, and responses? I, I think we can. Okay. I've, I've got one here from the mother of the Goldverse Book Club. Okay, Nicole. Yeah, and she, she directs it to us. Hey, Rod and Steve. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Rod wanted me to say sorry for not being able to join you tonight, mm-hmm. but I'm not. What? Because you two didn't want to accommodate my schedule and would rather podcast together. <laughs> I thought we were accommodating her schedule. Insert eye roll here. Now, wait a minute. I texted her that uh, it was a mix-up, and I'm I'm taking the blame. So, uh, okay, here we're. I lost my place, Steve. I'm sorry. I see how it is with you two. You just want me to do the grunt work, and that's it. That's fine. Hold on, time out. (laughs) I just want to say I love the the deadpan way with which you are reading this email. Thank you. Proceed, sir. (laughs) Just kidding. <laughs> I see how it is with you two. Insert eye roll here. Just kidding. Just kidding. Sorry I couldn't join tonight, but hopefully I'll be ready to join for next month's podcast. I really enjoyed Ready Player One. Who didn't? Even though I am a child of the 80s, a lot of the references to games and some movies were too new to me. Obviously, I was a very sheltered child of the 80s. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. 
So to answer Rod's question about Halliday, which I don't remember which question, I think him creating the Oasis was his way of making the world a better place. For him, the 80s was when the world was a good place, so he decided to recreate it and share it with future generations. My trip in the Oasis would totally be Buffy the Vampire related. Slaying vampires in Sunnydale. Yes, please. Wow. Okay. Well, hope the show is going great, and there are it's, a lot of callers. It's going, Nicole. Fan- it's going fantastic, Nicole. We haven't opened the phone lines just yet. P.S. Go oh. Cubs, go Vikings. Oh, wow. Wow. Yep. Didn't, no idea that she was a big Cub fan and Vikings Me fan. Me either. Uh, maybe she was just doing that for your benefit. I'm a big Georgia Bulldogs fan. Yeah, well, go Bulldogs. Thank huh? you. Shit. That's what I'll, I'll, pen, I'll pencil that in on the email right there. That's go what I like. Bull, go Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Don't pencil it in. Don't. That's your, that's your screen. You can't. You, you don't need to be writing on that. Don't they have like some kind of cleaner for that? Yeah, yeah. We didn't play the email bu- or the email buffer. I apologize for that. But we've also got a voicemail here from um, from Dylan, uh, who says, "By the way, the audio echo issue I mentioned the voicemail was fixed in post, so that part will make no sense now. I left it in because I rarely make sense anyway." All right. Well, here we go. Hey, Goliverse readers. This is Dylan in Texas. Uh, first of all, I have a new computer that I'm trying to set up uh, the sound, uh, new sound card, and right now I'm using a really cheap recording software that... He's putting music behind himself and everything? This guy's really... It's like an audition tape, it's isn't it? It's kind of pretentious. <laughs> he is wanting on this show. And the echo is very much there. It makes me sound kind of uh, echoey and like I'm in outer space, but let's uh, let that be part of the fun of Ready Player One. Maybe I'm coming to you from the Oasis. You know, just try to look past the echoey uh, nest, and I have a few comments. I knew I could not be there uh, Tuesday for the live show, but had to put my two cents in on this book. I was blown away the first time I read it, read it immediately after, uh, again, and I've read it three times so far. Um, I'm sure this episode has been a gush fest uh, for Ready Player One, or will be a gush fest. Uh, will be, will be. The only complaint I've ever heard about this book, really, is that there are too many references to 80s properties. That's uh, not a look, bad thing. I didn't get that. every single reference, but that, nostal- that nostalgia element is a lot of fun. If you don't get one reference, there'll be another one coming that you will get. So I don't really understand that complaint. Thanks, Dylan. And Thanks let's for not that. forget how much about this book is original. Like Star Wars, it blends other things but ends up feeling new. All the characters are complex and believable. Uh, I just started Armada uh, by Ernie Klein, and that seems to be a true of that book, too. Klein gets credit for re- remixing. Well, I messed up. I clicked oh. away. That hey, gummit. is original. Like Star Wars, oh, I found it blends it back. other things, but nice ends work. up feeling Thank new. You. All the characters are complex and believable. Uh, I just started Armada uh, by Ernie Klein, and that seems to be a true of that book, And I just too. found Klein out I can like, move his volume up and down. Things, but he really is an inventive writer. Uh, I suggested to Rod that there be no movie talk. Uh, but I'm going to be a hypocrite and talk Whoa. about Spielberg. Oh, come on! Oh. I'm overjoyed at that. No, I'm not. I'm going to. I'm going to power talk him while he talks about the movie because he said uh, no movie so talk. No movie he talk. insisted on no movie talk, Rod. Yeah, then there's so there's no right into it. exactly. So there's no sense in continuing. Exactly. There's no sense in listening to him talk about what he said not to talk about. And I believe he's still going on. He said just a second, but it's been a good ten or twelve seconds, and it's ridiculous. I'm really kind of getting tired of him just continuing to talk about the movie when he said let's not talk about the movie. This is getting a little old. I mean. 
I guess I could just always stop him, but I feel like it'd be rude. He starts to fade Yeah, he did put a lot of time in. Maybe the original actor starts to fade in for a minute. However, Blade Runner War Games, I just don't think those are big enough hits. They won't resonate with the wide audience that Warner Brothers wants for this thing. Is he still talking about the movie? I wonder yeah, if, uh, if they could keep that concept, but change Damn. the movies that Wade has uh, to reenact, and what movies? Oh my gosh! Might no, I mean, no, no, Zemeckis no, no. Gone on record, no. there will be no more, more Back to the Future movies, no remakes. But might be okay with Back to the Future being one of the movies that Wade. That's has a universal to property. What about Gremlins? I'm interested to hear. I don't uh, know what thoughts on those possibilities. But anyway, thank you, Steve. Thank you, Rod. Thank you, Nicole. Talk to you guys later. I don't know. He did. Um, I mean, I appreciate what he was trying to do, but I feel like he was trying to hijack the show there. You know, he kind of did for a little bit until he started talking about the movies. And, and, then, we, and then we had to power talking. <laughs> then we were like, well, enough of this. <laughs> then we had to power, power don't talk tell us not boy. to talk about the movie but, so you can. Yeah, don't you dare. Don't you presume to talk to me about not talking about the movie and then turn around and talk about the movie. That's ridiculous. Um, let's make some sense out of everything that we've just talked about and some of the terminology and everything we've just been using, such as the Oasis, the character of Halliday, uh, the, the different things that um, Dylan was trying to talk about as far as some of the challenges involved in this thing. Let's talk some Ready Player One, Rod. Um, oh, excited. Yeah, this, the, the premise of this book, ladies and gentlemen, is that it's in the future, uh, the not-too-distant future or the distant future. I'm not sure, but anyhow... MMO gaming, multi- massive multiplayer online gaming, has taken over the world to the point that people can put on their little headsets and enter into this this virtual world that's been dubbed the o- Oasis. It was uh, invented by a man named Halliday. Our character Parcival uh, in the in the game in the Oasis is is our main character that we follow. Everything's told from his point of view in a first person point of view. And basically, what has happened in the Oasis uh, is Halliday has planted uh, some some challenges to find his big Easter egg. That when when it's found, it's almost like Willy Wonka meets video game technology. That once you find this, he will you win his. He's he's dead, and you win basically his company and his inherit. You know, you inherit everything that belonged to him in this life. So yeah, and I'm surprised. You know, you mentioned uh, Willy Wonka. That's a surprising one that wasn't in there, now that I think about it. It really is, and I wonder if it was um, on purpose just because this is so much like a Willy Wonka kind of thing, especially when you get to the end, not to jump to the whole end, but when you do get to the end and Parcival's in there talking to Halliday uh, or the computer-generated version of Halliday, uh, it felt very much like that end scene. You know, it's all yours, Charlie, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So... Uh, so yeah, I, but what happens is, is we follow this guy and you find out in this world, in this future, that there's been a corporation set up who are, who is hiring people to try to find and unlock all the challenges to locate now this particular Easter egg. And it's a huge thing. And our, our character, what is the character's real name, Rod? It's not uh, Wade Wilson. Wade Wilson is, um... He is he's from the wrong side of the track, so to speak, and he's just kind of, you know, he's only got enough money basically to stay at, you know, when he goes into the Oasis to stay on the planet where oh. Skule is. I'm being corrected, by the way. Wade Wilson is Deadpool. Wade Watts. Wade Watts. Okay, thank you. I was wondering. I'm like, that name sounds familiar. Um, so, anyhow. Yeah, Andy's, Andy's all over it now. So, Wade Parzival, 
uh, only has enough money to kind of hang around on his little planet. And the first act all centers around him finding the first gate and passing through what they call a gate to really begin this whole quest. And um, right out of the gate, Rod, talking about Ready Player One, it's a, it's a great... I, I've said it would make even a trilogy, a great trilogy of movies rather than just one movie because of its three-act structure. This thing really does have a three-act structure to it. You've got Oh, your, absolutely. It's, it's set up for that. You know, you've got the big the intro and then the middle the characters down you know the the chips are stacked against him is he going to persevere and then the big finale yes and well and not only the finale but what happens there in that third act is he lets himself get captured there at the end of the second act and uh and and finds out what's going on in the real world because all kinds of intrigue and stuff starts happening and i think that's the success or one of the many successes of this book, Rod, is that not only do we spend all this time in the Oasis with all these fantastic things going on, but meanwhile, in the real world, people have died for the secrets that Wade unlocks. And with, without knowing it, without even having a stake in the fight, you know. Um, and, and Ernie Klein does a great job of giving some humanity to, to that moment when the bad guys blow up wade's trailer park basically and yeah. it just through the one lady that he sat down and kind of had breakfast with on his way to school that morning uh who gives all her money to the televangelist or whatever yeah and, and it's nice that he he humanized her and because i think somebody mentioned it you know he, did, he didn't really grieve so much when the trailer park for his aunt and uncle and had he not mentioned this this woman downstairs i don't think there would have been any grieving at all mentioned it would have been mm -hmm. like oh i guess i'm not staying with my really horrible aunt and her horrible boyfriend anymore right 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 i like how sarah in the chat has said spoiler alerts i mean it's the goldiverse book club the assumption is we've all read this if you haven't you should know spoiler alert we spoil these books when we're talking about them so uh <laughs> so uh anyhow um yeah, and, and so when that moment takes place, we're boom into that heavy second act as well, you know, uh, and and that's, oh my gosh, there's just so much, and he does a good job of setting up things that will, that pay off later, especially with that Pac-Man game, you know, it's it's the one thing that's like kind of mind-blowing when it happens, and you're like, yes, and there at the end, it's just such a, such a fun fun book with all the stakes feeling just right and just high enough and and the danger feeling realistic enough and and the characters being robust enough that you enjoy spending time with them either in the real world once we're all in the real world together or in the oasis together he this this book was just so good it i i want to read armada and i'm sure it's really good but it's kind of one of those I don't think he'll ever top this book for just the combination of, like you said, the real world, the references, the hero's journey, the way he's able mm -hmm. to put the three acts together. There's just so many good things about this book. Unless Armada is the start of a series, I'm going to go ahead and agree with you because I have I, I, I listened to Armada just last week, um, again, read by Will Wheaton. It's written in that same first-person narration which is is most of the time very I don't like for first person narration is tricky to me. Uh it's got to be really well done and in this case in Armada I felt like we would have been better served with a third person 
limited, uh, uh, you know, as far as the narration goes, rather than the third-person omniscient, but a third-person limited narration, so that we're seeing things from the main character's viewpoint, but not in his head the whole time. In Ready Player One, you had to be in this guy's head. I mean, he tells you from the outset, I'm going to tell you how it really happened. You know, there have been books written about it, there's been articles written about it, there's been a movie made, I'm going to tell you how things really happened. And yeah, this, this is my story, and this is what happened. And that's what, and so that's why I think the first person works so well there, because he never gets over descriptive. You know, he never gets over complicated. What's happening? He just describes the characters, the people, as as this kid sees them, as this kid knows them, and and so you move through the story, and he ends up weaving the story so that you don't. You don't know. There's some there's some curveballs that get thrown at you, particularly when he lets himself get arrested. Yeah, you know, you don't know that he's letting himself get arrested. You're like, oh my gosh, these people have found him, and now they're going to take him in and, and ruin his chances of making it. But, but come to find out, he did it all on purpose, and yeah. just to infiltrate this place. And what a risk he took to do so. Yeah, I believe the the term is brass ones. Yes, yes. Well, and what's great about it, what to me what's so great about it is is that he's there doing this meanwhile he knows he's not in the oasis inching closer to the ultimate goal. That he that you know and I, and again in a movie setting as a third film, you know, it's it's almost the flip side of what they did in the third matrix where the whole time you're in you're you're in the matrix fighting five million Mr. Smiths, you know Agent Smiths. But here, the whole time while you're wanting to get back in the oasis, this guy's trapped in a you know in a closed in bunk in some prison debtor's prison somewhere, you know. And and you're just like, oh, what is it? You got to get back in there. You're losing. You're wasting time. You're wasting time, Wade. You got to get back in there. Yeah, but he absolutely sets himself up as the true hero. Then yes, when he comes back and he says. Listen, I think I figured it out. I don't really care if I win. One of us needs to win. You know, he's willing to sacrifice the prize in order to right. ensure that the Sixers do not get it. Just to keep, just to keep the bad guys from getting. What now? What are the bad guys called again? The Sixers. The Sixers. Or the Sixers. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, the, so, <clears throat> do you have a favorite character in the in the in the novel, Rod? I mean, I don't know how you don't pick Wade. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I mean, this because is there's of, just there's none of the other characters I feel are fleshed out enough to make them the best. Mm-hmm. It is the first person narration, so you feel like you're you know Wade inside now, but the others you don't really know. You know, right. you Artemis and H, you kind of learn who they are in the, in real world at the end, but throughout the book, all you know is the persona that they've given you. And H is a prime example because the entire book you're you're thinking H is probably a guy somewhere around his age, and find out no. Right, right. I now look, I dig Artemis. Yeah. I dig I dig the character. I, I think that, you know, Ernest Klein wrote wrote that gamer girl that's perfect for all the geek guys and every you know, that geeky girl that all the geek guys dream about, you know, and but she's got an edge to her. She's smart, she can handle things on her own. I like the fact that uh when we when he actually first runs into her is there at the first gate. Um, yeah. where she can't win the joust. And so he gives her the tip as he's leaving. You know, do it like this. You know, switch con- switch uh switch machines. 
Yeah, because he's had such a crush on her, he just can't help himself but right. to give a little bit of a tidbit. Right, right. So, uh, <laughs> can't help but just throw throw her a little bone there, which is great, you know, because it sets up a trust between those characters, which he later breaks down. Again, that to me, what is the most compelling thing about this book, I believe, is that second act. I love the first act. The first act is very much Luke finding his way, ending up, you know, going to the Death Star with his one proton torpedo, making it happen. And then, you know, that second act is very much everything falls apart. And some of it he does to himself. And some of the stuff, you know, happens to him. Um, but but it's, it's, it's so, you, at that point, you're so invested in this guy doing this thing and making this thing happen. That you want to see him win now in a big, bad way. Yeah, you want to see him win, but at the same time... You know, I, he is my favorite character, but you're not rooting against H or Artemis. Not at all. Not I mean, all. Shoto and Daito maybe a little bit just because they, they came off as a little cold. You know, they're like, oh, we don't really want to work with you. We're just going to do our own thing. I don't know, man. I, you know, when they lose it, when they, when, when, <laughs> which one, which one dies? Uh, I get them confused. Shoto, I Shoto dies. Yeah, when Shoto dies um, <clears throat> and, and he gives, his, uh, what does he the, give to him? He, oh, the capsule. Gives it turns the, him into Ultraman. Yes, gives him the capsule, turns him into Ultraman. It's just like, it's on like a whole big steaming pile of neck bone right now. And that in battle. The in battle. I know we're jumping all over the place, but... but How that, can you? I mean, it's hard to go this one. There's so many references. You're like, oh, I remember this and remember when they mentioned this. But like you said, that battle... I mean, you've got Mecha Godzilla <laughs> yes. and Voltron and all these yes. robots. It's like, how awesome is that? Just and trying to take that shield out and get it. I mean, it's just like, go guys, go! You got this. Uh, you know the Spider Man. I mean, what a weird reference that they would bring out Spider, the Japanese Spider Man robot. You know, all oh, yeah. these. There were quite things. a few of those I didn't get. You know, yes. like, I, like I'm not familiar with this. Yeah, well, I mean, there was a lot that I did get. I was surprised at how much I did get. The only thing I didn't get was that second gate. I never played any of those uh, those text. Um, you know, those text adventure games on the old computer systems where it's like you're in a room. What do you do now? Turn left. Go north. You know, I never put... And that second gate really centered around him finding all the items in that house and putting them in the thing and, and, and getting through the second gate that way. Uh, but, of course, I knew the War Games reference, the, the Monty Python thing at the end, you know, where they just kind of forget they're in, that they're in so deep and they're just laughing at Wade replaying Monty Python in the quest for the Holy Grail. I mean, you know, acting out in that film. Cause I've, you, I listened to this. I read it the first time. and I think I've listened to it, uh, twice since then, but you know, you like, how much fun would that be? <laughs> to right. Just be able to act out that movie, you know, in, oh, a, in a virtual reality. Oh, I, I mean, it's a, a great, it's such a cool, great concept that, um, you know, that, that he came up with there, especially to, to win it all. To win it all is just fantastic, uh, you know. And and again, the fact that as they're watching this all unfold, that the thing that Halliday wanted all along begins to happen, they just start having fun. Yep. You know, and and that's what he wanted all along was just what was for people to enjoy. You know, was it? For, it wasn't about his fortune. It wasn't about his legacy. It was about people having fun and making the world a better place and that's what they uh that's what that's what they end up moving on to do 
So, um, what about uh, Rod? You've got some discussion questions. You had some things to bring to yeah. the table with this thing. Yeah, like, I think one of the questions, and I think I asked you the other night, and I'm going to ask you again. Okay. So for me, I'm heading to Arrakis. Okay. Me and the Fremen, we're going to ride a sandworm. Now I know you said Star Wars, but that's too that's too on the nose for you. Outside of Star Wars. Oh, you're taking Star Wars away I'm from me? I'm taking it out from you. Oh, my that's gosh. Just, that's just too easy for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What would you? Where would you go? What would you do? What? Anyway. Okay, what am I able to do? I mean, the way I understand it, it's almost up to the imagination mm-hmm. what you can handle. I mean, am I bound by the laws of physics is what I'm saying in, in the Oasis. In, in other words, let's say I decide to go into the DC Universe and be a superhero. Is that doable? In the Oasis, I don't know, you see. Yeah, um, you might be able to. Maybe you could go to Metropolis. Maybe. <laughs> That's my thing, yeah. Go be <laughs> Superman. You know, I'd love it. You um, want to reenact a scene with Superman and Lois, and Superman's flying you across the city? No, I would rather reenact the scene from the first one. Say, Jim, woo! That's a bad outfit! <laughs> you know, from Superman the movie, where he, where he stops the helicopter, where he catches her and then, and then catches the helicopter. Um, lo- I-, I would love to do that mess. Uh, you know, I I'm, but when it comes to my my heart, man, I want to go to Star Wars. I want to go to Endor and 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 okay, and I'll hang give out, you Endor and hang out in the Ewok Village. I don't want to go to any desert planets too hot for my taste. You know, yeah, but, you but, live in the heat. You don't need to go to a desert. That's planet. right. But I definitely love to do some indoor stuff. I'd love to take part in the trench run. You know, and, and on the Death Star, that kind of thing. Um, you know, it's just that's just where I live. Maybe go go watch a Rocky fight. Oh, you know, so many amazing things that you could do. Go, just go romp through Middle Earth. Yeah, I mean, this was, and it's one of those. No wonder people became Oasis addicts. If this was the kind of stuff that you could do, right? Right. Uh, I love. Um, it. And I, I was going to tell you too. I think I told you there was a mention of the glow. From the last dragon. That's that what you, you. Yeah, that's that's what you texted me, and I and I said I I, I had not watched the last dragon uh, when I read this book the first time, so it, it just completely got past me. But you said well, you said that he brings it up. Here you go, Steve. Mm-hmm. A, a reading, reading. The, a reading from oh. the book of Ready Player One. All right, chapter twenty-two, page two two two. I was having the best game of my life. This was it. I could feel it. Everything was finally falling into place. I had the glow. Wow. And the glow is italicized. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember that moment. It was a great moment. And when he gets the uh <clears throat> when he gets the extra life, I'm just like, Well that what is that all about? You know, I'm like and it just feels and you're so disappointed because you feel like it's wasted time. Yeah, you're like, well, what was the point of him getting the quarter? What's the quarter? <clears throat> exactly, do? exactly. The quarter comes And then you out. forget about it. Until the end, it, it was such. A, it was done so well. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Yeah. The description of everything going white and blowing up, and it's like, do you want to use your free man or you're your like, free life? And you're like, yeah, oh I do. Oh my gosh, that is awesome. You know the fact that he never told anyone about it because it was just a. It ended up being a non sequitur to him. It's like I went the wrong way. I wasted a ton of time playing Pac Man, and got a quarter out of it. Whoop de doo. Uh, and so then in this moment, because everyone else had to reset at certain places, he was right there at the gate. Um, and such a, oh, 
so cool. Such so cool. <laughs> and everyone else just having to sit there and watch it happen on the outside. That was such yeah, a good... Yeah, and they're like, Og, Og patched us through. We're all watching you. Yeah, no pressure at all, kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get to it. Well, and the whole the whole process of him actually having to get into the gate and everything because because yeah, of how much had blown around. up around it, you know, he had to like jump up into it. Then he had to get some boots or something. Chuck some Chuck Taylors. That's right. That's right. Uh, I'm answering the question here. Uh, if you want to listen, I'll just go ahead and put this plug here. If you want to get into the Goldverse Book Club, we have a Goodreads, Goodreads group over at goodreads.com. The easiest way to get there is just by going to geekoutonline.com slash reads. Geekoutonline.com slash reads. And if you're listening live right now, you want to give us a call. The number is 912-386-4294. Or hit us up on the Skype. We'd love to hear what you guys are thinking about Ready Player One. Where in the Oasis would you go? That's my question. I might do some Disney stuff, Rod. You know, I could see that. I uh, I was actually listening to Disney Vault Talk today, and I had Oodle Ali Oodle Ali stuck in my head while I was out there mowing my yard, so thanks yes. for that. Yes, or uh, do do some concerts. Surely they have, like, concerts happening in the Oasis. Like, you can go to vintage Def Leppard concerts. I, I was going to say, Kristen's not here, but I, I imagine she would learn how to code in the Oasis just to make a world where all she can do is just travel around and watch Bruce and, and Def Leppard and Bon Jovi oh, from yeah. the 80s concerts. Oh, that'd be a blast. And then we just podcast. I'd also have a an, an, an incredible podcasting studio set up in the Oasis. Oh. On, on my little asteroid, didn't he have like he had an asteroid? I know, I just know a hangar where he's like to the right was my Tie Fighter, to the left was my X Wing, and he's just like suddenly talking nonchalantly because he's gotten all these different endorsement deals and stuff from oh. from all these people after he got to the first gate. See, this is why this book works so well, is because it's just your imagination, whatever you can come up with. Yes, so it's there. I got another one while we're waiting on our first caller. Okay. So, do you remember the contact card? Uh, it was when Artemis and Wade first met, Parzival. And he's like, oh, give me your contact card, your in-game contact card. Do you remember mm-hmm. that at all? Yes. What would yours be? Because mine would be modeled after the G.I. Joe file on the back of the figures. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, I, I will see your, and this is just off the top of my head because I've not given this any thought, but I will see your G.I. Joe file card and raise you the transformers card off the back where you had the little red thing that you could put over and it would show their power intelligence and everything else and there was a little description oh, over to them out that the is side. A good one. you know what i'm talking about yes so, i'd forgotten about those yes sir yes sir so i would uh i would i would use those that that's a that's really cool i hadn't thought about that or maybe a Maybe a CD, <laughs> just carry around. Like I imagine you're able to kind of pull out. Whoop! Here's a big vinyl. There you go. Oh, <laughs> laser disc. <laughs> <That's Whip. right. laughs> put, put this one in your Betamax. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Take this home. Throw in your throw in your laser disc player and see what you got. I dug. I dug that he had a laptop that he called crappy, but he had more information and more stuff on that thing than 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 we can currently fit on even. You know, even oh, on a yeah. large, you know, uh, laptop. You know, he's watching the entire series of Family Ties and digging it. So, oh. and I, you know, and of course, you know, we never spend any time with like his family, quote unquote, that he lives with. Uh, but it's just the idea that there are people in this place, and and some of them are nice to him, some of them not so much. It's you know, 
it's it, it, it's kind of like eight mile. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it really is. But uh, and and he's just uh, you know, he's doing his thing. Um, but uh, and and so when it does blow up and he just has that emotional reaction to it all, you know, well, of I'm course sorry, he does. Lady downstairs, but <laughs> right, bless her heart, man. Bless sorry, Aunt. <laughs> you don't really care about her too much. Yeah, yeah. So, anyhow, uh, I don't know that we're going to get any calls tonight, Rod. We're going to have to make Probably this not. thing happen. 912-386-4294. Hit us up on the Skype if you've got that Skype uh, stuff. I'm, I'm going through the uh, through through the uh, discussion uh, part of the forum over here. Um, oh, we got a call. Let's take it. I just put Rod on hold. Uh Hold on, call back. Let me, let me, let me, hold on. Let me see if I can get Rod uh, merge calls. Here we go. I put, Rod, I'm sorry, I put you on hold. We got a call from the 716. Hello, hello. Hi, this is Jeff. What's going on, Jess? You got to go to bed early tonight. Yes, I do. <laughs> hello, it, Jess. Is it getting past your bedtime? Oh, <laughs> well, when you have to be up in five and a half hours, it kind of is. Oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> you got to get a new job. So do I. So what's up? So you've read the you've read the Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. What'd read you, it a couple times. Oh wow, a couple. What'd you think? So obviously you liked it. Mm-hmm. What's yeah, up? Yeah, it was something. It was a bit. I'm a '90s kid. I was born in the '90s, so <laughs> bless your heart. But I was raised on '80s stuff. Like yeah. my dad was big into stuff like the Goonies and Star, like all that type of stuff. So I was familiar with a lot of things, and with my job, I'm familiar with a lot of the video game aspects of stuff because I see it come into the store all the time. So it was kind of cool reading about those when I get to play them at my work. See, I was not... The video games were a little... I I missed a lot of those references. I wasn't as familiar with a lot of the video games. Yeah, I, I some a lot of the older stuff I caught, uh, you know, the arcade stuff, um, but that doesn't mean that I was... Uh, that I was... that I was totally... Uh, familiar with everything, you know. But when they start talking stuff like Pac-Man, uh, the Dungeons and Dragons stuff is the stuff that kind of eluded me more than anything else. Mm-hmm. See, so, yeah, I knew that part. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know the Dungeons and Dragons stuff uh, like a lot of folks do. But a lot of the when he's talking the TV stuff, when he's talking the movie stuff, I, I snagged, I picked up on that immediately. And a few of the video games I did, you know, I remember. The Atari Twenty Six Hundred. I was really excited in Armada, uh, the the video game system we had at my house, which was the Atari Four Hundred Eight Hundred. Got a shout out in the book Armada. So, um, but that never happened in this one. This was all Twenty Six Hundred and the actual like arcade games going on. Um, Jess, who was your favorite character in this thing? Um, I enjoyed Artemis a lot. Like I wish we could see stuff from her point of view. Mm-hmm. Just get it from a girl point of view within this whole world that, because like nowadays it's all guys dominate video games, but she's in there just kicking everyone's butt. Right. She really was. And I, I, I think it is tricky for a guy to write a girl, and especially a geek girl, because you fall into that cliche of writing your ideal girl. Right, right, right. Well, um, one of the things I liked about Artemis Jess was that she. She was one of the few people in the in the in the book that we knew in the Oasis who represented herself uh, most closely to her real life self. 
uh, like right down to once she came into some money and everything, she started a a site for uh, plus size girls to go buy clothes to you know run around the oasis in, and mm-hmm. and so it was just a, I think I think what really stuck out with me about her was just the level of confidence that she had without coming across as being uh, a jerk. Yeah, that that was great. Like just reading about how she was good at the games, and she wasn't. She was focused in on the games. She still let herself open up a little bit. Yeah. To wait and everything. Now, here's the big question: you you go you get to be in the oasis. Where do you go? Um. Either Middle Earth or more in my wheelhouse, like Harry Potter. Like oh, Harry Potter, I didn't even Potter think world. about Harry Potter. World. Yeah, man. Well, see, you and I are stuck in the eighties. That's true. That's true. But I mean, like you could take you, Jess, in your mind in Harry Potter world, you can get your own little wand and you can cast spells and everything. Yeah. Well, there are, there are magic zones. What is your Patronus, Jess? Do you think? Uh, maybe. I'm not sure. Probably a, like a of some kind, mm. like a big cat, but like a jaguar, like a tiger, yeah, tiger, a t- panther, or something like that. Mm. So watch out for Jess. She's got all the skills and quicknesses of the big jungle cats. That's her um, patronus. Uh, I want to ask Jess one. I'm going to change. T- I'm going to change uh, speed on her here. Because uh, because of your post, do you think Halliday was selfish for not using his money to try and make the world a better place? Because you had a really good post. Um, I don't know. I didn't post anything. That wasn't you. No, nope. this, this someone named Jesse. <laughs> oh, Jesse. Nope. Jesse. Nope. Hey, that'd be my Sorry. fault. <laughs> oh, like, I can ask. You. Yeah, we'll go ahead and answer it then. Too late now. The question's <laughs> been asked. Uh, it might have been one of those things where he was just too stuck in the past that he didn't really want to focus on trying to fix the present for him so he's a little bit selfish but i can kind of understand how it was just so big of a thing that he probably wasn't fully invested in fixing it i see i also kind of took it as he didn't he he didn't interact well with anybody i mean it even mentioned in the book that he wouldn't interact with and i'm and i'm drawing a blank on her name now og's wife he wouldn't even refer to her by name but only by her character's name when they role-played Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing, like, part of the reason he didn't use his money to save the world was because he wanted to interact with the world as little as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, and I think that in some ways, because of the Oasis, the world ended up being a little bit of a better place because you had people who were trapped and couldn't get out and do anything, but through the Oasis, they were able to go to schools, they were able to have quality education. <laughs> They were able to get, you know, degrees, learn trades, all this kind of stuff that wouldn't probably wouldn't have happened had it not been for the Oasis. Right? Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? No, I think you're absolutely correct. I think we're, we're seeing a little bit of that now with the Internet. I think we're seeing people that are able to work in other places. And if you take that up a notch to something like the Oasis, then it's one of those there's a lot of benefits. You could have a lot of fun with it. Basically, I think we need to have a Kickstarter and get the Oasis to happen. Now, Jess, you work in... I'm I'm really shifting gears here, just out of personal curiosity, just to kind of chit-chat. You work in a, in a 
in a place where you guys acquire items and then sell said items, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's that's one? Pretty... That's pretty much it. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's every everywhere that has anything going on like that, but like secondhand stuff, not and that's yep. in that, but high end secondhand stuff. What's one of the coolest things you've seen in the past few weeks? Um, we've gotten in a bunch of cool video game systems. We've gotten like in televisions and Jaguar stuff, and we got the coolest thing I saw was the unpunched Darth Vader figure. Mm. That we got a couple months ago now. Yeah. That sold in no time, but we get a ton of cool Star Wars figures and lightsaber type things, and we have a massive Millennium Falcon hanging from our ceiling in our store. I've got to come to your store sometime. I think there's like three or four of them in Georgia. Yeah. What you told me? What is the name of these places? Uh, Stephen and Charles. Okay. So I'll have to. Have to check it out. I'm sure they're up around Atlanta, though, which I'm so far away from. So, well, uh, Jess, uh, any final thoughts from you on on the old Ready Player One? Um, not not really that I can think of. She says probably something I'll read read again, probably revisit it within the within the year. Like I was reading it and. Re- remembering things and being like, oh, I forgot that this happened and still kind of getting slightly surprised mm-hmm. about stuff. Nice. Well, well, as always, thank you so much for calling in and thanks for, uh, you know, being a member of the old Goldiverse and everything. Now, go to bed, young lady. I'm going to go to bed now. <laughs> All right. Have a good night, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. Good night. Thanks a lot. Night. And that's our good friend Jess calling in. She's got to be at work at like 4 in the morning. That, is- that makes no sense to me. Yeah. And it, is that when you get the best deals on stuff? I don't know. In an organization like that, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. I just don't understand that. So the number is 912-386-4294. If you've got us on Skype, hit us up on Skype. Rod, I will not put you on call on hold this time. Um, okay. I, I apologize for, for doing that. Um, it happens. It happens. Yeah. I mean, so. I've, I've, I've forgiven you. I've yeah. moved on. Uh, our good friend Daniel in Indy has posted this, by the way. Uh-oh. Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> this is our friend Teresa. Oh. Hey guys, how it's going? How it's going? <laughs> hey guys, how it's going? How it's going? Hey, by the way, uh, I'm behind on the Disney Vault talk yes. since we're talking Teresa. Mm-hmm. Did she ever post a video? Is Teresa? Teresa's still in the chat. Teresa, yeah. did you ever post a video of the hamster dance? Of her doing the hamster dance? You were talking mm-hmm. about the hamster dance. Right. And she says she has a dance based on the hamster. And she said she was going to post a video of her doing the hamster dance. She says no, but she will now. So I'm that far behind that I'm listening to the Robin Hood episode. By yeah. The uh, JB Scavidel says, Steve, you're taking calls from your Skype on a goal account uh, from my Skype. Yeah, I don't have a goal <laughs> Skype, which I should probably get one of those. And keep my keep my private life separate from everything else. So I've I've given up on that a long time ago. I know I kind of have too. So yeah, uh, my handle is my name. I hide from no one. That's a- <laughs> <laughs> no, I hide from no one. Someone has a goal account, like a Geek Out Loud account. Maybe I do have a Geek Out Loud <laughs> Skype account. <laughs> I think I do. I think one time I set one up to do a call in episode. Way back in the day, before I ever had things set out 
the way I the way I do now, Rod. And uh, I was just like in a chat, and I was just adding a thousand people to the chat and taking calls one at a time. And uh, eventually, phase I wonder what episode that was. That was a long time ago. Like, you couldn't listen live. I wasn't broadcasting live. We were just chit-chatting in the thing. I kept adding people, adding people, and then I would take a call. We put people in the queue, take a call. Put people in the queue, you know, that kind of thing. So, That's um, hilarious. Yeah. Used it back <laughs> J- in 2009, thanks to J.J. Samuel keeping us up with that. So um, shaved, shaved his beard, made me sad. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but this is it now. Just look for Steve Glosson on the Skype and... Ask it's me to a picture add you. of you. Yeah, it's a picture of me walking down the road. Yep, to the lone, to the Incredible Hulk theme. Uh, we got a uh, six one eight call from the six one eight area code. Hello, hello. Hey Steve. Hey Rod. It's Sarah. Uh, hey, Sarah. hey Sarah. How you doing? Oh, you know I got a little bit of a cold, so I apologize if I sound like a bullfrog. Okay. Well, it's the summer cold. It's the worst cold, I think. Oh, you Amen, don't right? Seriously, you don't kick like, it. My it's job. not fair. No, oh, not at all. Work in a freezer. You get a summer cold, and you're in trouble because you're not shaking it. Honey, if I ever work in a freezer, just just shoot me. No. I don't like the cold. That's why I live in the south. <laughs> That's why I live. In the south. I, I don't like the heat anymore. Yeah, Rod, I'm trying to get back up to where it's cold. So, uh, anyhow, oh. now Sarah, have you? Did you read this? You read this. I'm sure that. Well, I audible.com. That's what I'm talking I about. To it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Will Wheaton. Go. Will Wheaton. Did Will a fantastic yeah. job. He was so funny. I love that there were two Will Wheaton references in this book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just made a note of that. I was like, it's funny that he had to mention his own name. It's a little meta. Yeah. It's a little meta. It's a little meta. <laughs> well, the first time I was like, wait, did he just do Wheaton? Oh, my gosh, I think he did. And the fact that, like, he's the president of the uh, the Oasis. And he actually referred to himself as an old geezer. I thought that was hilarious. Nice. nice. Yes. By the way, yeah. the president, with uh, the vice president, was Cory Doctorow, another author. Yeah. If you guys haven't read Cory Doctorow, I encourage you to get on that. Maybe next month in the book club. Well, not next no. month. But oh no, we're two, we've already got two months out. Oh, my Lanta. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's your, that's your Steve, my dad. Apparently, it's everyone's. I got a text last night from uh, from Jimmy Mack. I'll put him on the spot. Jimmy Mack from Rebel Force Radio sent me a text late last night and said they were watching Big Brother. Don't judge. And uh, he said, I just want you to know they are abusing Oh, my Lanta every episode. So I got to find a new one. Uh, it's, it's Well, good. I think sometimes people who are not from the South might think that the phrases that you say on a regular basis are made up from Steve, as opposed to actually being something that people in general say. Right. Some of them are very unique, but some of them I have to be like, no, my land has been around for a little while. Yeah, indeed. It has. It has. I don't, I don't claim to have made that up. I co-opted it into my vernacular a long time ago, though. Holy monkey, yeah. holy monkey spit is mine. <laughs> and you can have that. Thank you. Thank you. You're She's welcome. Like, I want no part. Well, I'm going to get us back on the book here. Yes, please do, Rod. Thank oh, you. yes. So, Sarah. Yes. For, do you have your radio on, or is that my echo? Um, I do not have my radio on. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Something crazy. It's Scott. Because I know Steve would tell me to turn it down. That's right. That's I right. was giving him the opportunity. I was hoping that it was on and that he would have the opportunity. But long, long time, first time. Long time, first time. <laughs> so I'm going to go with the question here. Do you have an idea for a quest in the game? Ooh. So mine is based on the movie that I've referenced a couple times tonight, The Last Dragon. And at the end of the quest, you have to fight Shonuf. And if you win, you get the ability of the glow when you're fighting. Mm. 
So do you have something like that with the reward in mind? Oh, um, I like how you go for the hard ones first. I was prepared to tell you who my favorite character was. I was not prepared to talk about it. But. Okay, well, we'll come um, back We'll come back to that. You know, tell, who's your favorite character? Oh, like the great and tall for Og. He's amazing. I thought he was so fun. <laughs> I like the fact that he had R2-D2 as a DJ. Yes. Seriously. Well, yes. And I love how he's like a 70-year-old man, and he's totally like raving out, and he's the DJ. And then the guys come through the roof, and he's all like, not my birthday party. <laughs> and he like kills them all, and he just goes back to his DJ thing. Like, you are the coolest grandpa ever. <laughs> he reminded me of he reminded me of Jeff Bridges in Tron Legacy. When nice. when he just Good like reference. touches the floor and everything stops. Yeah. He's like, This That's is my thing. birthday party, what are you doing? And I and I love how he like shows up later. He's like, What do you mean? I've been here the whole time You know, like he was invisible and they couldn't they couldn't see him, but he's just kinda like the grandfather that just kinda watches everything over everything and says, Now let's play fair and um, so he was just really cool to me. I liked him a lot. Yeah, and I also uh, liked how he resisted the urge to get too much involved. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, well, he, I'm not going to give any inside information, anything like that. Yeah, but do you think that he really had a ton? I mean, because he did talk about how he hadn't spoken to, um, what's his bucket, for like 10 years before he died. Did you just say, and what's his bucket? What's his bucket? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, he had the abilities that the, at the end Parzival had, where he basically just, I'm going to mm-hmm. select you avatars, you're dead. I'm going to bring my friends back to life. So, essentially, at any point, he could have said, you know what? These people are crooked. They're evil. You're all, your avatars yeah. are dead. But, Rod, like, it's, have you ever heard of the analogy of the butterfly? You know what I'm talking about? The butterfly effect or just the butterfly? No, the butterfly. So butterflies, when they're trying to come out of their cocoons, they have to fight against the cocoon to work your way out. And it's a poor little struggle, and sometimes you want to help them. But if you do, then they're not strong enough to fly away, and they eventually die. So it's kind of that same effect where you have to let them struggle so that they become stronger and that they learn on their own. You can't just give it to them on a platter. Well, and I think that's the... Uh, that's that's the point of, of, of having this quest is to not only mm-hmm. see who's worthy, but to, I, and, and I just wonder, do you think that the great and powerful Og would have stepped in if the Sixers would have won that big battle? I don't I think, think he would. I think if the Sixers had played fair, then he would have, even though he was anti Sixers and didn't think they should go to him. Um, I don't know. I think that would have been, ultimately wrong of him to come in and just say just kidding I don't want you to win I'm going to take it away from you but because they cheated because they killed people because they were just evil people then he was justified in stepping in they should have but, just played fair from the get go but I, I do like how he he avoided going too far in the whole like you know he, he helped them mm-hmm. out by giving them a place to log in which was basically saving their life yeah but he didn't well, give them any extra help in the game mm-hmm well, because, again, I think that they had all of the skills and talents and everything that they needed. What they needed from him was just a safe haven in order to do it. So, um, in my mind, like, it's kind of like the perfect balance of he's helping, but he's not interfering. So, it was the perfect character for me. Yeah. He was a good character. He was there a great go. character, but I do think that that he would have... Um, 
he would have made sure that uh, that I don't know. I feel like the Sixers couldn't have won, I, or if they had, he would have made their life a living heck because he still yeah. would have had all of his, you know, his stuff in uh, his pro his his stuff in the Oasis, you know, unlocked and being able to be basically a god in there. But but here's the thing, Steve. Like he only has superpower. It was only him and what's his bucket? His name I cannot remember to save my life. Halliday. Um, Making you a holiday. Um, they were like the super users, but then once they're gone, nobody else has that power. So he can only control the Oasis while he's alive. Yeah, but he did pass that power on to Parzival. So is uh, Aug, Aug going to set up a similar deal where he's going to have a successor that can basically have the same powers that he has in the game? I don't, uh, that's probably going to be like Ready Player 2. Ready. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I mean I don't think he has to. I think that now Parzival can grant that to whoever he wants to. Yeah. yeah, I think and I think he was I think Og was pretty happy with Parzival and basically his character and how is how he's going to run it. Uh-oh. And essentially like it's not even just Parzival, it's kind of like this council of people that he's vetted because you've got Artemis and H. the other dude <laughs> H and then not not Daito, but the the other guy who didn't actually die. Daito. Shoto. Shoto. Shoto, Shoto died, died, I thought. Daito lived. I, I've no, been Daito corrected died. Twice Shoto tonight. lived. Oh, well. I've been corrected twice tonight. Okay. Steve. Sorry. Well, my so, fault. So Wendy's Dido, all over me. Well, Daito died, and her life, as we all know, is for rent. Oh, my goodness. That was a grab. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> all right, sir. Have you thought of a quest yet? Come on. Oh, um, okay. So I have to admit that I am a child of the 80s, but mm-hmm. I was never really big into computer games. I mostly watched my brother mm-hmm. as he did it because I'm horribly uncoordinated. But I would have to throw a bone to the Gullivers and say if I was going to do a quest, it would probably be a, a quest for Steve Con. For Steve Con. Oh, so we yeah. all get together and we fight for Steve Con. And it actually happens, and the reward is, is that we get a massive 80s dance party. Well, let me put that in my planner book for SteveCon, <laughs> that we've got to have an 80s dance party one night. 80s uh, dance party, and we also have to, it has to be catered by Steve as well. That's a lot of that's work. That's a lot of work. Uh, well, so. you know, yeah, for mere men, for mere mortals, Steve, that might be difficult, but not for the great people. I think you greatly and, <laughs> and grossly <laughs> overestimate me. Hey, 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 it's my quest. It's my quest. Okay. okay. <laughs> like, I wrote this. <laughs> this is how it happened. Don't you, don't you step all over my quest, young man. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. All right. Well. Yeah. So, end of the day, love the book. I thought it was, my, okay, one more thing, and then I'll, I'll let other people talk. Sure. Um. I think my favorite thing out of the whole book, as you mentioned earlier, was the whole kind of side story uh, about Pac-Man. Yes. Yeah, because that was such a surprise. Like, at the end, like, I had no idea that was coming whatsoever. It was literally just one of those things like, oh, okay, well, you did that quest, you learned some things, got some experience points, whatever. And then at the end, it comes through that coin. I was like, oh, my gosh, that was wonderful. Loved it. I had forgotten all about it, to be honest. The first time I read it, I had completely forgotten about the coin. It just slipped my mind. And then I was like, oh, yeah. That's what that was. I thought maybe it was going to come in later, but I thought it was going to be something like some sort of weapon or a bomb or something that was kind of a one-time use sort of thing. 
Uh, I didn't, I don't know why. I guess I had a brain fart, but I was like, I never thought it was going to be an extra life, but that's still amazing. Loved it. I, so that and the 80s dance party in the Globe were my two favorite parts. <laughs> Good times. I'm all about the 80s dance parties. So. <laughs> you know it. All right, Steve, Rod, you guys are amazing. Thanks so much. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks, Have a good night. Thanks, we'll see you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Sarah, tra- traveling the back roads of wherever tonight, I'm sure. She's always seems to be on the road. And, and eating something delicious. Right, right, especially if she's uh, in my neck of the woods. Uh, Rod, really quickly, well, let's go ahead and bring in Jason, old J.B. Scaffadel. Scaffadel, how do you say your last name, Jason? Uh, it is Scaffadel. Scaffadel. <laughs> Scaffadel. You, you, had it, you had it close enough. Hold on, let me get my, my radio down here. Thank you. I said Scaffadel. Yeah, no, you got it. And then totally I and then it. I corrected myself and said scaffold, but then I want to make yeah, sure no, I you, wanted, you get it better than most doctors' offices. Wanted to go to the well. I'm very I'm very <laughs> particular about pronouncing people's names correctly. Do you get a lot of mispronunciation? No, I just I just feel like the you know that the least amount of courtesy I can give someone is trying <laughs> is is it you know is at least trying to say their name correctly. And when right, they right. and when they correct me to make sure that I always do it from there forward, like when like I like in Andrea or in Andrea, I always ask well, which do you prefer, and I can't say it when someone's like, "Well, people call me both," and I'm like, "I don't care what All people right. call you. What do you prefer?" <laughs> so well, good, you're a good American. Yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> good, you're a good American. Thank you, sir. I thank you. I will take that pat on the back. All right. Well, hey. So hey, guys. Hey, hey Rod. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Oh, doing pretty good. For, How about yourself? First time caller. Yes, for a long time, first time. Like yeah. <laughs> monkey grass to you, sir. <laughs> Shout out oh, to Rick man. and Bubba. So now, Jason, Ready Player One, my friend, talk to me about this book. Um. Well, so after your initial, can you guys hear me? Okay. Am yes. Coming okay? Oh, you're coming. You sound. You sound Fantastic. crystal clear. Awesome. Wonderful. Uh. So I listened to Ready Player One on Audible, like not. Probably like two weeks after you initially reviewed it, like on the that episode, sure. however long back it was. Right. So I'm I'm kind of in a similar boat with you, where I'm not remembering everything. I got but you. It's great because as people are mentioning things that get me hyped up. It makes me want to go check it out again. Right. So, so yeah. So that's that. That was when I read read it or listened rather. But man, it was so good. I I I. I'm super in love with 80s pop culture, and so this really fit a lot of my <laughs> obsessions pretty well. And I, I was surprised to have gotten most of the references. Now, you say you are super in love with 80s pop culture. Are you not? You're not from the 80s, then? No, I was born in 1994. Good um, lord, I was a junior so, in high school, son. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, which half? Uh, wait a minute. Which half of 94? Uh, August. So Good Lord, I was I'll... a senior in high school, son. Oh, man. <laughs> I was a, I'm, I was sorry. A I'm, I'm sorry to bring that up. I'm sorry to show the age there. Oh, man. <laughs> but, yeah, so, but a, as a kid, a lot of the things that I was being homeschooled and in a very religious uh, household, I oh, was yeah. allowed to watch. <laughs> I was, my parents got me to watch mostly like 
80s stuff, like stuff they watched. Like certain things from current day weren't necessarily okay, but like Goonies was was fine. Like swearing and I was going to say, which is bad, which but. is funny to me because when I think of Goonies, I mean that is a vulgar film. I remember th- oh, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I remember as a kid in a preacher's house, like you know, just kind of looking around and giggling, like when they said bad words. I'm like, oh, they said a bad word. Yeah, like oh I can't my gosh, believe I, remember I can't believe my parents like, let me watching this. Yeah, I was like seven years old, and you know, at the beginning part of the movie when the uh, particular statue breaks. <laughs> my like, mom's favorite part. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I remember my, my mom reminded me recently that I looked at her and said, Is it okay for me to watch this? Nice. <laughs> and I, she was like, Yeah, it's fine. It's cool. Nice. So, so yeah, anyways, um, the reason I wanted to call in is because I felt like. I had a really good uh, idea for a quest that I would go on. Oh yes, let's hear it. Um, I would want to go like go to some type of Muppets world and <gasps> be a part of getting the Muppets back together to perform yes. the show. Oh my gosh, I want to go with you on said quest. Right? Oh man! Like it wouldn't be it wouldn't be like tech heavy or combat heavy or anything and just be just a great like musical deal it'd be awesome i'm so there i am so stinking there that would be so much fun just to hang out with the muppets Mm -hmm. good lord Mm -hmm. and at the end it's a big sing-along yes totally of course life's like a movie start your own ending (laughs) keep believing keep pretending we've done just what we've set out to do Yes, sir. Moving right All along. Right. Ba-da-doom, ba-da-doom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be great. That is a great one. Now, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's... I'm, <laughs> I mean, you, long sir. time, first time, great commentary, sir. Well done. Yes. Well Thank done. You. Well done on the, on the Ready Player One quest upon which you would, you would endeavor to go. Oh, yeah. I say good for you. But, yeah, and, and for the... Uh, for the um, what was it the the file card? I, I my first thing that came to mind because I really really like Back to the Future would be like on it, on one side of it it would just be the the out of time license plate on one side. Oh uh, yeah yeah. And then and then all the information on the back. You should have led with that and then let and ended with a quest. Oh man and yeah. You should have yeah, ended big. You should have. Quest. Hey, quest is hard to top. Hi everyone, I'm yeah. Steve Glosson, host of Geek Out Loud, and I like to dog on callers when they call in for the first time <laughs> and make them uncomfortable ever calling in again. Oh, that's totally fine. I, I definitely won't. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm, just kidding. <laughs> I'm totally oh, kidding. Oh no, Jason, I think we found you fit right in, sir. Please, All anytime. Right. Wonderful. <laughs> no, I still, I still have plans to, uh, to, to, to put together some kind of freaking Pegasus thing to send in. Oh, nice. But, well, hey, I have a question. Uh, where in the world are you calling from? I'm calling from currently northern mississippi in the in the good old delta shoot so up around the the starkville tupelo area uh a little further west of okay. there like i'm in cleveland which is like yep. farm country cleveland so cleveland yes. cleveland well you're not yes. too you can't be too far from Derek. no i it, it'd be so that's he's what tupelo yeah he's in tupelo mm-hmm. okay so yeah it's like hour and a half two hours okay so it's so yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, that's where I am. All right. Well, next time I'm in Tupelo, you know, stay in Cleveland. Uh, yeah, totally. So. <laughs> 
Don't, That's fine. I got plenty of farming to do, Steve. I, I ain't got are you, time to really hang out. Are you a farmer? Is that what you do? No, no, no. Oh. No, I, I, I was I, excited. I, I was like, do you grow corn? No, no, I, I wish. Because um, they make super good money around here. Um, no, I right now I work in a bakery. Oh. So, now, yeah, do, you, work, do you do the bacon? I, I do, actually. I'm the kitchen manager. I, just this morning, I was baking cakes and cookies, and like I even did like straight-up bacon, like like meat bacon. Shut up. So, yeah, we do like chocolate-covered bacon. I'm listening. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, 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 it's pretty great. It's pretty wonderful. So now, now wait a second here. You are you? Do you do you do decorations on the on the baked goods? Oh yeah, all kind of stuff. Like I do everything from like cupcake decorations to just I do. I have done cake decorating before for like wedding cakes mm-hmm. and things like that. But most of my job is just the process of getting things in and out sure. of the oven. Right, yeah. right, right. Kitchen so, yeah. manager. I hear you, man. Yes. Now, do you guys do? So you guys. People can just walk in on the street and be like, "Yeah, I'll have a bear claw." Well, we've got we've got like a front display case mm-hmm. that has like the 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 regulars like cupcakes mm-hmm. and and little candies and things like that. And then we have special order forms yeah. where people can say, "Hey, I want a dozen of this." And right. then, all right, well, it'll be ready in like an hour. So. Do you do donuts? Actually, yes. I convinced my boss to get us to start doing doing donuts and i for the past couple of weeks we've been doing gourmet donuts Mm -hmm. so like today so rather than just glaze them and put them out there which we have done we uh we did like i did like a cookies and cream donut yes which was fantastic i did like a like a maple a maple pecan donut Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, tell me more uh let's see i did a it was a strawberry cheesecake donut where you take you take the donut cut it in half like uh not how do I describe the not not in two not in two semicircles, but you cut it on the Correct. bias. Yeah, I'm with you. Correct. I'm with you. Like you're cutting um, like your slice you of bread. It, you fill it with your with your with your it, with a cream cheese blend. It's yeah, like you a do. mixture of cream cheese and almost cream. like you're doing a bagel. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And then you top it with like strawberry glaze. Shut and your mouth. Some drizzle stuff and actual strawberry. I do That's burgers delicious. with donuts like that. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Can we let's let's trade. I'll well, bring I'll bring some things. You can bring some things. I, I take I take the donuts and I and I slice them in half. So you got basically two buns, <sighs> and I and I and I set them down inside on on the grill, the inside part of the uh-huh. to kind of seal to kind of sear it shut a little bit, mm-hmm. and then I and so so your 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 sugary part is actually on the bacon, cheese, and meat of the burger. So, are you glazing the donuts before you do I this? Just used, just, no, just... I just used the donuts that gotcha, I purchased, whether gotcha. it be a Krispy Kreme or from a bakery in town or whatever. So, mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. well, yeah, that's that's my favorite part of Ready Player One. I tell you, Steve. Yeah, well, it's talking. <laughs> yeah, to, to segue, to bring that back around. I hear you. Well, listen, well, you got Rod all hyped up over there. He's slobbering all over his microphone oh, thinking man, about I'm chocolate-covered telling, bacon. I'm, I'm, like, trying to imagine... Is there a way to like wrap bacon in a donut and bake it like that so that the, the um, bacon is in the donut? Yeah. Yes, there is, and we have done that. How have the so donuts they, sold? Have they sold well for you guys? They don't sell super well. We're not a huge store. Yeah. I mean, when we put out pastries, because pastries like donuts and, and, and croissants and things like sure. that, because they don't have a long shelf life, mm-hmm. we don't really do more than a handful of those a day. And by handful, I mean like three or four. Um, like I did the donuts today, and then I did... Uh, strawberry fruit sticks and we didn't even sell any so sometimes we don't really do a lot of pastries but so we're not talking a lot unless somebody orders 
You know why you don't? They don't have a long shelf life. Is because Steve and I aren't around there. <laughs> I think if Steve and I lived in this town, there would not be a long shelf life for these donuts. Oh, I would. I mean, like on, we could keep them on standby. It'd be great. I mean, can people come in and sip coffee and and eat? Or is it just no, kind of a it, coffee? Yeah, just it's it's such something. it's such a small place. Mm-hmm. We don't have a public restroom, so right. we can't technically so, allow people sure. to sit. So you just get it and go. Yeah, it's yeah. a carryout place. Awesome, yep. well, awesome. We've discussed yeah, yeah. this before. There's a stadium caddy thing that you could use, so you could just sit there and eat more bacon donuts. <laughs> oh man, that we could just great. take them Dude. with us. We could just go. We Rod, we just get them and go. Be like, see you, Jason. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be back in an hour. <laughs> yeah, good to see you, buddy. <laughs> go ahead and go ahead and put some more in the oven. We'll be back in about forty five. Jason, hours. we came to see you. Where are the donuts? All right, man. We'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> good to see you. Thanks. Yeah. A shoving match breaks oh, out at the counter between Steve and I. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I get to bake a donut. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, my God. Now nice. I'm hungry. Um, oh, well, Jason, <laughs> thanks for calling in. Thanks for getting us yeah, all dude. dreaming. I, you know, I shouldn't oh. be talking this way at all. I've lost four and a half pounds since last Monday. Oh my Wait gosh, in last good night. For you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A whole flower sack almost, and you can't tell it. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> Oh, so, fantastic. so I I won't be eating any donuts for a little while, but there'll be a celebration day. Yeah, there's a celebration yeah, day coming when I'll just bury my face in them because oh, I yeah. do love donuts. Oh, oh, quick quick side note. So you you read Armada or listened to Armada? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, can you would you would you be willing to offer your thoughts for like thirty it, seconds? It's definitely it's definitely not as good as Ready Player One. Right. Uh, the concept has been done before like in a last starfighter but ernie calls himself out on that in the book with yeah, the narration of the yeah, book yeah yeah which, um, is, which is good I, I i listened to it over the course of like two days yes and uh, it's it's but it's so hard it's so hard to listen or read it without comparing it to ready player one and without comparing it to so many other things that's right so it kind of it kind of gets lost that's that. well and that's and that's what i was that's that was kind of what i had a hard time i did call uh, something I almost tweeted out that on this day I'm calling that this is the case, but I wasn't. I, was, uh-huh. I couldn't figure out. I figured people would figure it out and be like spoilers, man. But I did call that a certain s- something took place that uh-huh. happened. You know, um, okay. Yeah. When, when I can he, probably guess what. Yeah, when about. he got to where he was going and who he met. You know, I, I yeah, called who that yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no. Yeah, I definitely called that. I see what you're saying. But right I tell now. you what, I don't know if this is like the first part of a series, but I could totally see this expanding into some larger that's, trilogy. That's what I was gonna ask. I don't know if I didn't know if that had been confirmed or not, but mm-hmm. it, it definitely lends itself to it. Now, um, back to your bakery. Do you guys do bread? Do you guys do like fresh baked bread? We have in the past. Yeah, it didn't we, go well. Yeah, it it didn't really. Okay. Um, we did like loaves of bread. We did like baguettes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It didn't didn't go over too well. Have you ever noticed in a movie the way you know someone's been shopping is they always have that big baguette sticking out of the bag? <laughs> yeah, apparently that's. I mean, that is good eats for most people in the yeah. in the, in the film in, uh, in, world in the movie world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> I think I might have purchased two of those in my entire state of being. I hear you. All right, Jason. Well, we'll let you go, man. Thanks so much for calling in, my friend. All right, thank you, Steve. We'll talk thank to you, Rod. Soon. You guys have Thanks, a great Jason. time. See ya. With dreams right. of bacon now. That's right. Now, Rod, let's not. I don't want to talk about the movie that's being made of this, but since Dylan set the precedent, um, 
do you who do you see being cast? I had a hard time getting the image of Will Wheaton out of my mind while, because he was reading it to me. Yeah, well, I mean, you almost have to go young. Mm-hmm. I think you do. I think you have to go, you know, because um, the kid, because Parzival was like 18. Yeah, let me know. think. Uh, what's his name? The kid that was in Ender's Game. He was, I, I heard that he had land, landed Spider-Man, and then I heard he hadn't. I guess he didn't. But uh, what's that What's that young kid's name? I, I do not know. I have you seen know. Ender's Game? I have not. I hear it's good. No, Ace, I don't. I'm sorry. Ace, I don't hear it's uh, good. I'm not, I'm not going to... Asa or Asa Butterfield. Asa Butterfield. It's a fun name. Yeah, yeah. Fun and name. Have you... So you haven't seen this movie, and mm. I'm assuming you have not read the book then. I have not. Someone told me a long, long time ago I needed to read it. Really? Yeah. Really good. That's one of the things I want to do for this book club at some time. It's one of those... I'll be at work mm-hmm. thinking because stacking boxes does sure. not require a whole lot of brain power. That's right. I'm thinking I need to tweet out that link to the top 100 sci-fi books just to... You know, basically plant the seed out there and see how many people have uh, read some of these books. And of course, Ender's Game is in the top five usually. Mm-hmm. Of course, well, so is Battlefield Earth, and that's only because the Scientologists vote on it. That's right. <laughs> in the Goliverse Reads group? No, oh, this okay. is just. There's like a, a there's a website. It's top 100 <clears throat> sci-fi books of mm-hmm. all time. By the way, Rod, if you go to the Disney Vault Talk Facebook page at facebook.com oh, slash Disney it. Vault Talk, uh, Teresa's there uh, doing the hamster dance. I've only watched it with the volume down, but now I must uh, turn the volume I, I up. I watched it with the volume on. She, yeah, she's doing a little dance, wearing her little pajama pants. I mean, she didn't get she didn't get spiffed up for it or anything. Nope, she's like, that's what you want, that's what I'll do. So it's basically just... It's basically just wind, windshield wipers and spin is the hamster dance that Teresa put together, everyone. It's, so. <laughs> it's, it's pretty special. <laughs> Daniel says it wasn't great. But, oh, he's talking about Ender's Game. <laughs> I thought he was talking about the dance. It wasn't <laughs> great, but it wasn't bad. Oh, I wish he would have been talking about the dance. Oh, that would have been bad. Oh, Rod. Oh, that would have been bad. I gotta queue uh, up. I, I gotta queue up some music because I feel like we gotta send it back over the net uh, if she's gonna come in. Did I add her to the call? Yeah, from the high desert, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Wendy, what's going on? Not a lot. How's it going, guys? Going good. Pretty good. How you doing? Happy birthday, a day late. Thank you. How Thank was you. How was your birthday? It was uneventful. Good. I mean, uneventful. Uneventful. You get to a certain age when excitement is not good. No. That's that's what I was just saying. That's why I said good. I love an uneventful birthday. You know, I didn't do anything all day. I mean, just laid around the house all day and did nothing. So it was okay. It was okay that sounds, day. That sounds fantastic, day. Yeah. Well, I'm getting a little sick of it. I haven't worked all July, so I'm getting a little restless. Oh, you know, so well, <clears throat> you can come work in my stead, Wendy, if you'd like to <laughs> work for you. You work too hard. I don't know if I want to do that. Well, I don't know that I work too hard. It's just there's a three hour. It's it's like it's like what I hear war is. It's it's just moments <laughs> of intensity followed by like long times of waiting it three hours, especially today. We were slammed today and I was just like, why? <laughs> I just, the people come back. We need this, this, this. I'm like, tell them to stop eating for the love of God. God I have to go potty. That's right. 
So now, have you done the Ready Player One? Have you read the? I guess you have. You're calling. I I have read it. Yeah, I have read it. What'd you think? So, uh, I didn't like it as good as you guys. Yes. did. as much as you guys did. Yes. We so, finally got a discerning. Got a discerning opinion, and that's what I like to hear. Or dissenting, right. a dissenting opinion, I should I say, not discerning. Well, well, I remember that uh, somebody, maybe it was you, I don't remember. Maybe it was Rod. Anyway, somebody said that they just couldn't put it down, and it was a page turner, and I don't know if that's because you were listening to it, mm-hmm. and Will Wheaton's, you know, beautiful voice, or or what, because I, I read it. And it's like, I don't know, I'm at 35%. When's the action going to happen? So. Oh, I flew through it reading. Although, so, you know, part of the thing I think appealed to me so much right off the bat was, and I, I guess I, I can't believe I haven't mentioned this yet. Has, have you played an online, uh, one of the, what, a MMORPG? Yeah, like the World of Warcraft <laughs> RP. What was that, Rod? You okay? Blah, you got blah, that? Blah, blah. Careful with that. Have you played <laughs> the, the MMORPG? I'm trying to spell it out in my head and, and talk. And... Um, don't, 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 use, don't use the abbreviations. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> brain strain, brain strain. Uh, the, the, like the World of Warcraft. Type thing, that, uh, like those first-person shooter type. No, no, it's it's called oh. massive multiplayer online. That's the MMO. <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 yeah. RPG, uh, role-playing game. So like World of Warcraft or Star Wars Galaxies was one. EverQuest was big before World of Warcraft. See, that was the one I played a lot. Um, we played. Um, well, we played Marathon way, way, way back. It was one of the first games. Um, it was called Marathon, and it was just first-person shooter, and we got on a server at work. So we had, like, I don't know, six players from work, and that's as close as I ever got to playing. Okay, yeah. I never never played any of the MMOs either, Um, but I I get them. I mean, you know, you're you're playing with people all over the world. Yeah. My brother-in-law does all the time, and I guess it's just the biggest thing ever, but I don't know. Yeah. Rod, uh, apparently, Rod, you said you did the EverQuest thing. Oh, I was big. It was bad. I don't. I don't. I don't bring it up in front of my wife. She's upstairs. If she, heard, if she even heard the name, ooh, a fight would break out. Yeah. Oh, so this. So them's fighting words then. Well, how much? How much money did you spend? That's the question. Not as much as I spent on comics. Okay, so it was the time spent in front of the computer. Yeah, I mean, looking back, there are times with other people. I'm, yeah, looking back, there's times I'm amazed I still have a wife. Yeah. And EverQuest is one of those times. Right, I got to tell you, looking back, there's times I'm amazed I don't have a wife. <laughs> you, sh- you need one. We need to work on that. Please. It's datesteveglawson.com. Date Steve Glosson? I need to get that uh, URL and set something up. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. Uh, so, Wendy, you, do you think that was part of your disconnect is that you never got into those? The thing I didn't like about those MMORPGs, see what I did there? I said it right. Uh, yeah. Uh, is that there's no ending to the story. It's like you yes. just keep playing and keep playing and keep playing and nothing ever really ends. And I like my video games to have an ending, you know, that you wrap the story up. You go on quests, you know, you can Correct. end the quest and that sort of thing, but but the story itself never ends. Uh, yeah, I was, do like an end. <laughs> was that part of your disconnect, was just not being in the gaming community, do you think? Um, part of it, I think. And uh, I, um, it also starts out that dystopian post-apocalyptic type yeah. story and i don't like those they make me sad okay so i automatically start out when the world is digi and grimy and 
and sad. It makes me sad, and then I don't want to read yeah. anymore. I don't have anything else to do with it. <laughs> I'm sad now. I don't want to do anymore. So, but it did end well. I like the way it ended. So it made me happy. Okay. All right. So that did. I did like the way that you know you got to pull out of the game. You got to live life out here, not inside the game, and. You know, so I like that little moral to the story because our family is like way into the, to whatever we're doing. Right. Clash of Clans. Oh, nice. <laughs> Dan, Dan, did you read Daniel's post? Yes, I did. What did he say? He <laughs> says, I need to announce on the show that I'm leaving Rod's clan, but I'm not gonna. So, Rod, Man, you, I made you an elder. I you, promoted you. You have a clan on Clash of Clans? It was yes. my son's, and he quit and bequeathed it to me when he left oh he said i said do you play anymore and all of a sudden it said you are now leader of the clan <laughs> Devin has left the clan i was like oh you're the leader guess not. i guess no. that's my answer oh because i've got a clan but no one's a part of it okay so well, you need to stop being in your clan and be part of rod's that's clan. what i'm gonna do yeah that's, that's what i'm thinking of doing that's what you do is joining rod's clan so the name of the clan right there in the chat. Anybody wants to join? Ping. And, and, and yeah. I won't tell you what that stands for on the air. Okay. But my son, my, my son came up with the name, so. <laughs> yeah. I, he I, won't, you haven't even told me yet, so, but I don't know that I want to know, so that's all right. Don't. You don't. Okay. All right. Thank you. College, college kids. Thank you for that. All right. Yep. So I guess I could ask you a question. Yes, please. Please, you want a question? Please. Do you, do you, do you have a question in mind that you want to answer, or do you want me to pick one? Um, I can answer. Far away. Yeah, I'm there ready. you go. There, there was a question. That, what, that, that's it? That's my <laughs> there, there was a question. <laughs> do, you, well, I do you have a contact card that you would have used? I do, but I think it's stupid, so I don't know if I should tell you. I'll it's, tell you. No, it's not stupid. You go for it. You tell It's me. stupid. I think it would be, see, I think it would be cool to be like an assassin for hire because on Oasis, you can be whatever you are not in real life. So, like be, have like a, you know, murder for hire card, but have it on a dagger. So that's how you pass the information is stabbing in the heart. Oh, wow. <laughs> Man, it got dark in here all of a sudden. Wow, Wendy, let us uh, thank you for the glimpse into your dark, dark soul. <laughs> so sorry. Yeah. I don't know. It's I don't know. Sometimes I think, oh yeah, that'd be great. No, maybe not. <laughs> so anyway, oh, that funny. would be that would no. be it. Oh well, I could tell you the other happy part. I guess I don't know because yeah, we're talking can... about what world we would go to. Yeah, yeah. Bring and so I got. Well, I got to thinking of all the worlds I would go to, and, and if, so you took out Star Wars, and that kind of made me sad, because that well, was one. I'll, I'll let you have Star Wars, but... Uh... Okay. Well, I think it'd be cool to at least see Coruscant and the Senate and all those beings all in one place, and the you know the big wide of it would be kind of cool. Um, or I would do Rivendell and look at all the trees, you know, like the Lothlorien tree thing. Yeah. Would be very cool because, um, well, because you know it's it's a big giant tree, <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> and who doesn't like those? Yeah. Well, living in the desert, I really like trees because we don't have big giant trees here. So anyway, uh, I, have a lot. I chopped it down. Yeah, 
well, I have a couple and they've just shed all over the place because I found out we're giving them too much water, which is okay. Well, pull back the water. That's no big deal. <laughs> you gave your so, trees too much water so they shed? They shed, yeah, um, because they're, well, they're called African sumac and they are drought tolerant. Okay. And if you water them too much, I guess they just shed all their leaves because they can't feed them. Because hmm. they're in shock or something. I don't oh, know. Lord, you I shocked your trees. Shocked my trees. So, okay, oh. well, I can, I could save my water bill from being humongous, so no problem. Um, oh, the, the way I shock the trees in my yard is I just walk around my shirt off. <laughs> like, ah! Exactly. Oh, God, that's just totally gross. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, wait. I have to do the 80s stuff. Since we're in the 80s, hold on. Oh, my God. <laughs> you sounded like a just like gag me with a spoon. Gag okay. me with a spoon. Oh my god! I forgot. Okay. Gag me with a spoon. Yep. Oh god. The eighties was the rise for of the sure. Valley Girl. Jeez, oh, for sure, yep. and all those. Oh my gosh, they were terrible. Right. So, <laughs> and okay, another world. I thought that it would be nice too. Would be hit up Narnia. Oh, that'd yeah, be, that'd be cool. Because everybody likes to hang out with some talking animals, exactly. I think. I was about to say, talking animals. Yeah. You know, so that'd be that'd be cool. And um, there is one, see, I didn't, this is what you get for doing your homework on the day that it's due. You don't have a chance to go do some research. Um, but I was thinking, I think it's in the Cimmerillion. When the world is beginning to be made, and it's all black, and you feel the rustle of the breeze, and then you see a spot of light, like a star, and then you hear a voice, and then you see another star, and you hear another voice, and another star, and another voice, and as the lights light up the darkness, you have this whole massive chorus of voices and music, till it's just this huge, swirling, euphoric, massive chorus and music, and bright lights, and then they form into beings, I guess, type thing. And that's the way that elves were made or something like that. So anyway, I don't know. When I read it, I thought, oh, that would be just so cool to just sit there and be a part of that. So there you go. There's the fluffy side. All right. <laughs> I don't. I think I plowed through that one pretty quickly and didn't get a lot out of it. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. Sarah said it was beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah, see, and you guys just, just okay, whatever. Um, well, let's, let's go back to the knife. Yeah, well, my, uh, yeah, but no, no, let's not. It's scary. Yeah, Wendy's going to kill us now. Let's, when she says, let's go back to the knife, it means, guys. <laughs> oh, you didn't think that was beautiful? Got one with your name <laughs> I on said, it. I said. Got one with yeah. your name on it. It was beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway, yeah. I did feel a little disconnect with this because. I don't know. I didn't do the games when I was a teenager in the 80s. <clears throat> so the gaming spots were basically where you look for certain young men. <laughs> oh. So you met the you went you went to the arcade to meet boys. Yeah, well, no, not just any boys, but certain boys. You know, cuz there was only, you know, our town the town is kind of small, so Right. You know, you go to the panic button. I even had to go to Facebook and say, do you guys remember what the name of that <laughs> arcade was? Because I couldn't remember it. That's but what you, that post was about. Okay. Yeah, that's what, yeah. You have to go to the panic button and you kind of cruise around, drop a couple quarters, whatever. And then if you don't see who you want to see over there, then you go across the street to the T-Zone. Uh-oh. Which had T-shirts. You could, well, you could get the specialty T-shirts. 
Right, and the Iron Ohms. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> so now. So, so that's what I, that was my gaming experience, you know. We when, had a. <clears throat> when you say certain home. boys, when you say certain boys, were you involved in illicit activities? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. Illicit activities. Well, I just, I'm just, I mean, are you talking about like boys you had crushes on? That sort yes. of thing? Okay. Yes. Yes. You go looking for, for, for the boys you like. Cause, well, that's I mean, what if I figured. Yeah. They're picking up boys. You could pick up boys by the dozen, but they'd all be the, um, the nerdy boys. Well, by God. So, <laughs> well, that, and therein lies my issue all these years, huh? Yeah. Who knew? <laughs> you were doing arcades wrong. Yeah, I was doing arcades wrong. different than what it was. So, oh, nice. Well, yes, Sarah, it's like cruising. Uh -huh. And we could cruise, but there's really not any place to go. Shh. Is, that the, is the Amen Corner there? A amen Corner is here. Amen. I was going to say, where's she been? <laughs> she was in the other room. I don't know what she was doing. And then so. she suddenly found out, oh, Mom's on the phone oh. with Steve and, and the gang. You know what? And that's been kind of the way our life has gone through all of her childhood. As soon as I get on the phone, she's got to make noise. So. Uh -huh. Well, that's good. That's so, it's good that they never. There's some things they never grow out of. Wendy. Consistent, yeah, we're consistent. <laughs> yes. Oh man, we have gone away from Ready Player One, ladies and gentlemen. Ready Player right. One. So, well, Wendy, it's I'll interesting. Bring it back real quick. Oh, you know what? Real quick though, I can't believe you didn't figure out how did you forget that quarter, Rod. You know, I just when I, did, I read the, I read it the first time. I did actually read it, and I read that part, and I just thought, oh well, you know, that was just. I just assumed that was something, uh, an empty quest, you know? Oh, well. Uh, oh, no. And well, see, I, I thought, just like with the comic book, the stack of comic books that fell in H's chat room. We buy that, too. Oh, but, see, and I thought, oh, my gosh, someone's spying on them. I hope it's but see, something good at, and not Sixer. Playing EverQuest, you know, I'd have items drop sometimes. It can't sell it. You can't destroy it. Can't get rid of it, you know? And then I have to look it up, and I find that it's part of some great big quest that I'm never going to do. And I'm like, oh, great, thanks. So, that, <laughs> thanks. so that's just kind of what I assumed it was. You know, when I, I was like, well, it must be, a, be part of a bigger quest that he's never going to get around to doing. Oh, no, no. I, I was waiting for That was actually what kept me kind of interested. It's like, okay, that quarter's got to come into play. That quarter got got to come play. And then when everybody died, it's like, oh, there it is. It's the next life. It is a great, that is a great moment. I mean, it really is a great yeah. moment. And um, I did kind of make that out loud noise because I got a look from the kid and the dog both like, what? But what about his time in the real world where he gets himself caught or gets himself arrested and everything? But to me, that's when it got that really intriguing. Cool. Yeah, that got really intriguing to me at that point because it's like, what is going on? Well, because they always, I mean, because they already killed off Dato. Is that his name? Dito. Ditto. 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 Dito. 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 Yeah, Dito. They, they already killed him. I never him really off, I found a place that I call home. Anyhow, so sorry. I just kind of got a little, a little nervous. It's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, he's going to get killed. Or, wait, maybe not. You know, so I was kind of, you know, wanted to see what was going to happen. Because, you know. There was... Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Rod, you're about to say something there. Oh, sorry, I started stretching. Oh, oh. I thought you were going to say something, so I was. No, like, no, no, I was popping my shoulder. I was going to refrain. 
no, no, please never refrain. Never refrain. Well, I'm supposed to. I'm never going to say anything intelligent, so you can just cut me off at any just, time. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, and I get on and say, oh my God, and gag me with a spoon. Talk Valley Girls. <laughs> you know, that's super intelligent. Indeed, indeed. Super, super Well, Wendy, I appreciate your I appreciate your viewpoint on this because we this really has been a love fest. You know, most for, yeah, for this book and, and for donuts, kind of, and you were kind of making me upset to my stomach a little bit. Oh Lord! Oh, no, I'm just kidding. No, I just I didn't mind it. No, it was it it, it worked out. It worked out nicely, and mm -hmm. I thought it. You know, it, it was an okay book, but I didn't like it as much as you guys did. Is there a setting of some sort for this story that you know, like, had the world not been post-apocalyptic? You know, and and things just been kind of, and, and technology just kind of naturally come to this point. Would would that have set you at ease more? No, because then there wouldn't have been the need. Okay. You know what I mean? But I mean, no, it, you're still there doing... was a bit of urgency because this is where you live because life outside sucks. Right. So why would you? But but what I'm saying is, is though, like if it were just the natural progression of technology to the point that you're doing things within this that you can't do normally. You're able to go to school without the, you know, the cost of traffic. So maybe the world is a little bit better place because they found new things for people to do because of this technology. And but this man's died, and so and it could all go south if the Sixers get their hands on it. Yeah. Well, greed is a powerful force, so it might have. Mm-hmm. Oh my Lancer! Holy cow! Holy cow! Good lord! Oh, that's, sorry. Wow. That sorry. scared the bejesus out of me. <laughs> Holy sorry. monkey spit. Sorry. Gee sorry. whiz. Wait, here, would you tell Janice that I'm, I'll call her back later? <laughs> I'm on a podcast, Janice. Sorry, Janice. I'm podcasting right now with some total strangers. Oh, yes, some total strangers. Well, I, um, I went out to dinner last night with my friend Jan, and um, I told her that... Uh, I, I, we had just, you had just given me the big shout out mm -hmm. yesterday, which kind of sent me off on this little geek out moment. I'm sorry, Steve, <laughs> you're the most famousest person I know. Well, so. <laughs> that's, yeah, well, you're the most famousest person I know, so we're even. So, <laughs> so I got in and we were sit down and, and I said, oh my gosh, this podcast guy, you know, and then you have to explain, explain podcast to her because she's, you know. Right. And next thing you know, she's listening to the Nerdist every week. <laughs> right. No, she would not do that because they're a little too harsh for her. Oh, okay. All right. So, well. But, uh, yeah, anyway. All right. Well, Wendy, thanks so much. I'll let you get back get out of here so you can call Janice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> tell her, right. And tell her All we right. said hello. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. All right. Talk to you later. See you. See you. Bye, Bye Wendy. Oh man, Rod, that scared me to <laughs> death. Made me it jump. Was, I was like, "Whoa!" It was so loud. I was like, "Looking." I'm like, "I thought I turned my phone off. It's not me." So, like, if you want, guys, if you want to, uh, <clears throat> if you if you if you were falling asleep, that'll wake you up. Oh Gee, yeah. Whiz. Now, Jason says to check the email if I want to be derailed again. Uh -oh. And uh, I don't know, Jason. Make sure you send that to geekoutonline at gmail dot com. Geekoutonline at gmail.com because I didn't see anything come through. Now, Steve, you knew H obviously didn't look similar in the game. You knew, like, in real life, H was different. Did you think that H was going to be a female? I did not. That that was kind of shocking to me, and I liked the way it was played. Um, it really, because, it, I think it worked well. Because as, uh, as a former online player, it's pretty common the other way around for 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 guys males. to be the chicks, yeah. 
because the chick characters always get treated better. Mm-hmm. And I did it, and my main character was a female. Yeah? But there's a downside to it. You always get hit on? Yeah. Or they find out you're a dude, and it's like... Oh, no, I I, I changed my last name. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice. Uh, Jason has sent some pictures of some work done at the bakery. There's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cake. There's... Oh. There's some kind of pastry here that looks ridiculously amazing. There are the donuts that he told us about. Gee whiz. There's a Star Wars cookie cake. <gasps> I love cookie cakes, by the way. Where is this at? He, I don't, I don't. he sent me an email with it. There's oh. a Popeye's chicken cake. Oh. Uh, that's a nice big... T- There's your chocolate-covered bacon. I need to forward this email to you, Rod. Yes, you do. So I will do that so you can see these pictures. <clears throat> um, I don't want to reply. I want to forward. What am I doing here? <laughs> Absolutely, Mister Dunn. So, uh, what's happening? Are we getting called out for being completely derailed? No, um, I typed my last name from the game in the chat so as not to say it on air. Oh, okay. I didn't know if that was uh, going to be crossing the line. So, all right. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's Try to be good. somewhat family friendly. <laughs> <laughs> I take it you read it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Because sometimes uh, I'm like, hey, what are you doing, honey? And I'm like, uh, show your last name. So you, you called can... yourself Haza Wong. <laughs> yeah. Haza Wong. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Close. Oh, man. Uh, Chris Reyes, you can call in either 912-386-4294 or hit us up on the Skype. We'll be fine. Uh, just give us a call. We're live at Mixer.com slash Goloverse, talking Ready Player One and a bazillion other things. We have been derailed tonight. It's the Ready Player Derailed yes. uh, podcast. So um, <clears throat> the chicken cake is semi-famous on the web. He says, did you get this email, Rod? Uh, which one did you send I just it to? forwarded it to uh, the one I had here was our yep, uh, the Yahoo. It. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... Oh, I love the turtle cake. I don't know what that picture, that thing with the pot, with the powdered sugar all over it is. Uh, Hang on, they're all downloaded here. With strawberry, looks to be like strawberry filling of some sort in it. Oh, I got to tap Jason. to download. That's what the problem is. Jason says, oh, ready, player, those donuts. No. And I'm done for the night. Yep. Look <laughs> at the, I'm serious, right? Oh, the Star Wars cake. I'm just talking, to the, I mean, just those donuts. I That's love a cake. That Popeyes is a cake. Yeah, that's a cake. That, that looks amazing, doesn't it? Those. That is. I'm fantastic. imagining you're using some type of cereal flake to make the fried chicken look like fried chicken. Those biscuits look like biscuits. Until you look at the top one, you can kind of see a little bit of a uh, an icing type glaze upon it. So, oh, but well done. Chocolate covered bacon on a stick. Mm-hmm. Here in America, we put our food on a stick. That's the strawberry fruit stick you mentioned. Yes. Oh my Atlanta. So. Oh. So good. Let's open a bakery. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Bald-Headed Rod, yeah. and I have the beatus. <laughs> I didn't have it until I started working at this bakery. <laughs> <laughs> this bakery. <laughs> so, anyhow, oh, so I, I see where Chris Reyes is wanting to call in. And, uh, Chris, I'll tell you again, you can either call 912-386-4294, or uh, I think, Chris, you've got me on the Skype just kind of call me up on the Skype and uh, and we'll bring you in sir and then we'll probably start to wind this discussion down because I guarantee you the people listening at home are like oh uh, my lord what, what happened to the book <clears throat> that's right what happened to the book um 
the the quest rod that you that you asked about i will say this i was thinking i think it'd be fun to do a video game type quest like some of the nintendo stuff that i enjoyed back in the day i really liked uh you know i'd love to do like a zelda type quest you know walk into that room and there's a fire blaze and the man says take this it's dangerous to go alone and you get your little sword and then you just set out you know set out on your way and do your thing and try to make your way through the land of Hyrule to to get the to get the Triforce. So that'd be fun. Or um, or, or one of the Final Fantasy games to play that. You know, 3D doing the whole thing, and that'd be a fun quest to do. Just thinking back to some of those games I used to play on the Nintendo. I used to love to play Kid Icarus back in the day oh, on the Nintendo, which was which was kind of a side scroller, but it was more of an up and down scroller, really. And here's uh, a good here's a good prize I was thinking about too. A sword would be the prize, and it could either be a Thundercats or a He-Man <gasps> quest. Oh my gosh! Yes, do a Castle Grayskull quest and get the Sword of Power, or the Thundercats and get the Sword of Omens. That's right. Gain That's right. sight beyond sight. That's right. Well, now I'm I'm just more of a He-Man kid than I was a Thundercats kid. To be oh yeah. You. So definitely do something like that. Gee whiz, that'd be amazing. Um, any of that stuff, you know, back in the day. Again, I'd go to Cybertron, have you know, do have a have a quest where it's like the the Transformers versus the GoBots. Oh, get an army, you're a general, and you have to lead the GoBots. Against That's them. right. That's right. You have to and figure out how in the world can we beat these guys because the Transformers seem to be so much cooler. Yeah, you know, I was wondering were the Transformers and the GoBots were those part of the when you choose a robot. Mm-hmm. Could you choose a transformer? Uh, I don't. They didn't say. I mean, but like in my mind, if you're going to choose one of those, you'd have to choose one of the combiners, like a Devastator, um, you know, which is the most popular constructed cons, or Superion, which was put together by the Aerial Bots. Need I go on? <laughs> May, shall I name some more? Defensor, which was the Protectobots. Minosaur, which was the Sunticons. Abominus, which was the Terracons. I bet you could have done Metroplex or Trypticon, which were the which were oh, the Autobot Metroplex. and Decepticon cities, respectively. So I love some Metroplex back in the day. I wish that he's one that I never got. Omega Supreme was another one that I really liked. I love those big ones. You know that they just fired my imagination in a big bad way. The old Transformer stuff. Yeah, when I tell you, I love the. I like the fact that in that end battle, when Mecha Godzilla shows up, it was a big deal. It's like yeah, how are we going like, to oh, how are crap. we going to take this guy down? You know, and um. But they got him. They did. Ultraman. That's right. Ultraman. Another payoff. Yeah. I mean, there were so many things that were just paid off in the end. Yeah, and it, in in such a big way, and it you know, and that in itself, like it really played out like a good classic '80s film, and that's one of the things that I love about it is, is as much as it was a love letter to eighty um '80s culture and everything, '80s pop culture, that was also set up much like those old '80s films, those old '80s movies that we know and love from way back in the day. So, um, well, Ron, I don't know that we're going to get any more calls. Someone had said, well, they, could they call in? And I've given the information. So, And, and then they chose not to. Yeah, yeah. So Chris, uh, Chris Reyes, I had to scroll up and see him. Call him out. I'll right. call him out by name. That's right. You know, you know I have no shame in that. <laughs> that's right. I hear you. Well, I <laughs> called him out twice, so. <laughs> yeah. Big shout-out to Chris Reyes on the on the show. Uh, Teresa, Teresa, Teresa I'll call. Well, of course, Teresa, you'll call. <laughs> well, I was going to say, she hasn't yet. Go well, right ahead, Teresa. Teresa. Bring your hamster dancing self around here. It'll be fine with us. We can take it. Um, uh, <laughs> Matt Vader, just tune in. They're talking about everything I played with and watched at the growing up in the 80s. Love it. Well, Matt, we're talking Ready Player One, so it, 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 it naturally lends itself to that. So 
Uh, I'm sorry. Don't worry, Chris. I'm just picking on you, buddy. That's what we do. If you didn't hear us when we were giving Jason a hard time earlier, that's what we do. First time, long time, first time. Oh yeah. Well, let me uh, let me body slam you verbally, <laughs> sir. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it goes downhill from here. It's all easier after right. the first one. That's right. So, <laughs> want to make sure you're tough enough. That's right. <laughs> you have to pass the test. You have to pass the test to to hang with us. So, the quest oh to, man, the quest to be a call in member. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, we uh, <clears throat> there's but, no crying in podcasting. But this this movie really was like those great '80s movies that you know that we that we knew and loved back in the day. All right, here she is, Rod. We're going to bring her in, ladies and gentlemen. The lovely, the talented, the powerful Teresa. The dancing. The Teresa. Del, the dancing Teresa Delgado. Woo, hamsters! Uh, hello, Teresa. Oh, that was great. Hamsters. Ha- okay, have you read Ready Player One? No, but you needed collars. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, knew I knew it. I knew it. I knew that that was going to be the case, Teresa. I think you'd really get a kick out of this book. I was I was listening, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm like, okay, that sounds neat. Yeah, well, we've spoiled the heck out of it for you now. So okay, but honestly, the journey to the Force Awakens is happening, and Bookworms is trying to get caught up. I understand. So I understand. It's a Star Wars world for me right now. Are we quite underway in the in the journey to the Force Awakens yet? It starts on the fourth of September, mm-hmm. but on the fourth of September comes one, two, three, four, five, I think six books that we have to read. Yeah, but some of those are real short, right? Um no. So the YA novel, which mm-hmm. is the young adult novel, Lost yeah. Stars, mm-hmm. is from the publishing website. It's five hundred and sixty pages. How is that a young adult? I guess Harry Potter had some big ones. Well yes. Yes, that's true. True, true. Um, and then the ones that are middle grade readers mm-hmm. are in the like 100, almost 200 page range. And then uh, Aftermath, mm-hmm. which is the big one. Yeah. Does that start a trilogy? No. Okay. Aftermath is just. It's um, a standalone book. Right. Okay. By Chuck Wendig. I thought aftermath. I thought I read somewhere that aftermath started a trilogy of, of books. But yeah. um, Sarah asked if I know anything about the '80s, and yes, I do, because I was actually born in the '80s. So barely. Yeah, I was bare. Well, halfway through. When you born, '85. Yeah. Okay. '85 is a good year in 1980, ladies and gentlemen. Let's not forget. Back to the future. That's right. That's right. There was a lot of good stuff. '84, '85. Uh, really, eighty three to about eighty six, some really good stuff taking place there. And the I watched eighties cartoons, and I listened to eighties music. Teresa, if there were a a virtual reality world wherein you could spend a lot of time, um, and you could do just about anything you would you wanted to, where would you go? What kind of world would you go to? You understand it's it's it is populated with all kinds of pop cultural touchstones. I'm a wizard mm-hmm. who lives in something kind of like Harry Potter world, but in buildings like the Bright Tree Village houses um, with little bear friends. And so you'd, you'd be a wizard also, on indoor. Yeah, and okay. my best friend would be a Jedi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why wouldn't you just be a and Jedi? And we'd eat lots of popcorn. Okay, why wouldn't you just be a Jedi? Because I want to be a wizard. Oh. Okay. So you're saying you would be a magic-using character? 
I would be not, a magic using character. Not a technology one. No. Teresa, have you ever played Dungeons and Dragons? Yes. Okay. I have. I've also played several MMOs, other MMOs. I've played the Star Wars one. I've played the Lord of the Rings one, um, which is actually really fun. Um, I play WoW. Yeah? Steel? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Me and Greg both play WoW. We both have like two or three characters. Man, you people. I love WoW. WoW is so much fun. And I think Greg has some sort of a tiger pet or something. I think a tiger pet, and then, and then in uh, in the Star Wars um, Old Republic Sotor, I have a Varactyl. so I'm really excited. Did you just applaud for yourself? No, I I put my hands on my knees out of excitement. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> sound like applauding. No, I have a Varactyl, and then I also have a little um, side pal, an Ewok side pal that acts as my bodyguard. Does the Ewok have a name? He does, but I don't remember what his name is. Oh, come on. That's not a very I good name. I can name I all think... my pets. I'm looking at one right he's now. Not a, he's not a pet. He's a bodyguard. Well, mine aren't bodyguards. They attack me more than help me. <laughs> I also spirit. have a, I have a, oh, what is Bosk? What is his character? What is his species? Bosk is a Trandoshan. Thank you. I have a Trandoshan um, that I saved his life, and so he is like my other bodyguard. Nice. It's pretty cool. Wow. So you're just like walking around with an entourage then? I do. I w back when the old Republic. No, I'm sorry. Back when Star Wars Galaxies was a thing. Um, Star Wars Galaxies was fun. The MMO. Uh, there, my friend was playing. I had a friend that was playing. He's like, I met this person, and I went in their house. They were just a, uh, basically, had relegated themselves to being a moisture farmer on Tatooine. <laughs> but when he walked into their hut, the person had accumulated. All kinds of like they were now living the life of like a freaking like you'd never know how powerful they were just based on their uh, their appearance and stuff. You know, it's like it was this ridiculously high leveled person with all these different achievements and stuff, but now they were just kind of hanging out, doing their thing. I'm like, that's pretty cool. That's what I would want to do in one of those MMOs is just kind of go around and silently, you know, grow my levels and do amazing things, and then just kind of be like, yeah, I'm just an old man sitting here, no big deal. Until I need to break bad on somebody. Greg likes to play the um, economical aspect of those games. And so, like in Swotor, he's, um, all he does is craft stuff and sell it and just make tons and tons of money. And he's he plays the smuggler um, aspect of it. But then in WoW, he does the same thing. And he just crafts all kinds of stuff and sells it on the market. Nice. Yeah. Because he's a businessman. He does market speculation, he just said. <laughs> market speculation. <laughs> oh, he can take anything and turn it into a business of some sort. In the world of Warcraft, he's doing market speculation. So, wow. All right. How many characters do you have on WoW now? Don't you have a panda? He's got four now on WoW. Sorry. Don't you have a panda? That's things that will only be asked on podcasts like Geek Out Loud. Hey, don't you have a panda? <laughs> well, I think he does. One of your characters is a panda, right? Oh, he doesn't oh, have a panda. Oh, doesn't yet. have a panda yet. Okay. Well, 
All right, Teresa. Well, it's I think a we're, matter of time. We've gotten way off Ready Player One, so I think we're going to wrap it up. How it's going? How it's going? And oh, what, my gosh, Rod, your <laughs> Skype picture. What happened? <laughs> what is my Skype picture? It's you in the hospital bed giving the thumbs up. Oh, yeah, up. yeah. That's my Twitter. Well, that's my Twitter profile picture, too. It yeah. cracks me up. I, uh, I had shoulder surgery about a year and a half ago. I wish you guys could I see this too. Hawaiian shirt I'm wearing. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> It's... Okay, well, that was fun. All right, Teresa, have a good night. Tell Greg I said hello. Okay. Have a good night, Teresa. Right, thanks we'll for the video. Bye. That's hilarious. Yeah, thanks for the hamster dance. See ya. Bye. All right, so that's Teresa from Disney Vault talking. Don't forget to check us both out on the Star Wars Report, uh, episodes 176 and 177. 176 is out. 177 will be out the first part of next week. So... Well, Rod, uh, let's wrap this thing up, man. Good time in the old book club. Uh, your final uh, thoughts about Ready Player One? I think it was just a – this episode was classic because it was just a geek fest. It was all the stuff we love wrapped up in a great hero's quest. I uh, mean, uh, it tailor-made for people like us. Yeah, definitely. And, I, you know, Ernest Klein is one of us, you know, one of us, one of us. And, uh, and he definitely knew how to craft a story that would appeal to – all of us in some way or another, unless you're Wendy, um, which that's fine. I was glad to get kind of a dissenting opinion, but at the end of the day, she's like she was still excited about the whole uh, extra life and everything. Yeah, and so. she she got it. I, I missed it. Yeah, she I, she she knew it was there. I I no. too I too missed it, and 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 am embarrassed that I did. So, oh, that's one of the least things that embarrasses me well you know, <laughs> you know. uh so rod i can think of no better song uh to take us out uh than this 80s classic it is classic so when you're doing your quest through the oasis uh get a little saint elmo's fire going it'll get you going now guys if you want to join us in the Goloverse Book Club, you can do so every month there's a new poll posted there's new discussions going on about the books that we've read you can do that at our Goodreads page, and you can get there easily by going to geekoutonline.com slash reads. Geekoutonline.com slash reads. If you're thinking, hey, what's with all these books? How can I keep up? Go to Audible. Audible's a great service for, for keeping up with the book club. I know it's helped me out tremendously. AudibleTrial.com slash geekout. You'll get a free 30-day trial and a free audiobook of your choice. Over 150,000 titles to choose from from any genre and uh, once you join in, you can choose how many credits a month you want to purchase and that sort of thing. But uh, make sure you start out by going to audibletrial.com slash geekout. Or if you just want to buy the books themselves, go to Amazon. Amazon.com and do so by heading to geekoutonline.com or geekoutpodcast.com, clicking on the links provided there, and doing your shopping from there. It helps us out. If you want to support the shows directly, do so at patreon.com slash geekoutloud. Uh, like so many people who've called in tonight already have. Rod's a big Patreon supporter. In fact, it's because of his Patreon support that he's been roped in to being the father of the Goloverse Reads Book Club. Who so, roped who here? What's that? Who roped who here, to be honest? Uh, well, uh, you know, I'll, I'll take it. Um, so now, Rod, the email directly to the Goloverse Reads Book Club is... Goloversereads at gmail.com. Goloversereads at gmail.com. If you want to email us at geekoutloud, geekoutonline at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at geekoutloud, at Goloverse, at Goloversereads. Is that correct, Rod? That is correct. At Goloversereads on Twitter. I'm at Steve Glosson. Rod is at 
Rod B. Underscore B underscore Johnson. Rod underscore B underscore Johnson. Like I said, I hide, we, we hide behind no alias. That's right. Indeed. We stand by everything we say. That's right. That's right. I'm not some anonymous name behind a keyboard. I'm at Steve Glosson on the Twitter. Follow me. Follow me. Facebook.com slash geek out loud. You can hang out with us there. We do polls and stuff every now and again. And hey, there's been a new blog posted at geekoutonline.com. You'll be surprised when I write stuff because I am. And uh, we should mention, too, that next month's book has been decided, and it will be C.S. Lewis's Out of the Silent Planet. Out of the Silent Planet. We'll be discussing in August here on the book club, on the Goldiverse Reads Club. And after that, it's already been decided for the next one, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So looking forward to getting into that is one I've been told I need to read and never have. Oh, you've never read that one? Never have. So looking forward to it. So that's going to wrap it up for us. For Nicole, who's not with us. For bald-headed Rod and his beard, I'm Steve Glosson. We'll see you next time on Geek Out Loud. We'll see you, everybody. Uh oh, wrong one. I had so many 80s songs I wanted to play.